Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Greybearded ones. Did you did you did you call me graybeard? Yeah, gray bearded ones. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say you've got more gray than I do. I haven't I I used to... do, I'm coming up with a new supplement mine. The copy of yours it's docile. docile. How's <laughs> <laughs> your girlfriend crawling away? Fucking sneak attacking out of here. <laughs> a fucking ninja. They want to be on camera. <laughs> <clears throat> Is your is your girlfriend like that all the time? What with not being on camera? Yeah, yeah, not really into it. Summer's like that, man. She hates the camera. If I'm yeah. if if I'm filming anything in the house, like if I'm doing a story, <laughs> yeah, she's just disappeared. She's somewhere. <laughs> What's going on, guys? This podcast is brought to you by Merrick Health, and I have been working with them for some time now. Now, originally, I got a whole host of blood markers checked. I had my hormones optimized. I had everything explained to me that was going wrong that we needed to fix. And to be honest with you, this is just something that a regular doctor, family doctor, or most traditional doctors don't want to do, don't want to recommend, or even more so just don't understand. This is my page. This is the RBP page at MerrickHealth.com. If you check it out, you see the different lab panels or checkup panels that you can get. Listen, one of the things that is so important about Merrick is they treat everybody individually. No two people are the same and no two people are going to get the same recommendations. This is not a cookie cutter system. This is very individualized and that is the most important. You're not going to get this type of nuance in any other place that you go to. And that's why I've chosen them to work with. This is about taking a completely healthy athlete and optimizing their nutrition and optimizing their health, optimizing their hormones to make sure they can succeed faster and better than the average guy who does not know what's going on with their body. Guys, check out MerrickHealth.com forward slash RBP. Use code RBP at checkout and learn how to get your body in sync so you can keep growing and keep being the best you can be. Um, listen, I used to dye my beard and then yeah, I just kind of gave up on it. Just let it go, man. <laughs> don't fight it. <laughs> no, the all the these problem, dudes who get like hair transplants and stuff. Are you getting one of those? No, I'm not getting hair transplants. But this is the thing. I used to dye it, but just, I was tri- just for men. Yeah, but not <laughs> not like the not like the black black. Just the like the in between, so it didn't look like horrible. Uh, but then I w- I kept having to trim the sides, and every time I trimmed the side, it would grow back gray. So I was like, yeah. I'm like, I can't keep up. Every time I trim, it just comes back gray. So I gotta like, yeah. just like fuck it, I gave up nature's way of telling you man yeah but yeah but you look good with the gray in your beard you don't look old i look old i look old shit look at me no you don't i look like i'm 50 (laughs) no 42 okay you got comment below does he look 42 i don't if i didn't every bit of 42 if you didn't have gray in your beard i wouldn't think you look 42 what about now (laughs) 
<laughs> well, what's going on, man? How you been? You, I haven't talked to you in a couple weeks. I've been good, just doing the same old stuff. Hey, remember you said you said something to me about uh, hating people at the airport, and then we never talked about it. Oh fuck! I hate everybody everywhere, but <laughs> I hate people at the airport for sure. What happened? I know it people... was the fucking most asinine thing you can do, unless you're like new to this planet. What is like? Why are you? Why are you bringing everything with you through security? Like people who don't check a bag. That's my biggest pet peeve. What do you check mean? a bag, man? Just check your bag. <laughs> like, what do you mean they have a carry on? What's the big deal? Yeah, but just check it. Why? Like, let's get this process going. Because the bag will be on the plane. We don't have to like go through the whole thing of like. There's only room for so many carry ons. And- but what people if people have to like check their bag and then people are like, I put my bag way the fuck down there. I got to wait till the fucking plane MPs and get it back. But what if you have stuff in your carry on that you need? Yeah. Carry on's fine. Like if yeah. you have a bag or something, but I'm saying don't bring your whole trip's worth of clothing and you're, and you slammed it in a carry on you're fucking <laughs> dragging it through just because you don't want to pay 45 bucks or whatever to it's, fucking check a bag. Like it, It's not even, I think it's 25, isn't it? Oh, like, and most uh, of the time it's just like you get one free. Yeah, people don't even take. Like, no, no, I don't trust them. No, like, but that's but that's what they do. They'll check one for free, and then they bring the rest. Yeah. To carry it. Just fucking fire them all in there, man. <laughs> I've lost bags too, and I'm saying that. I've never heard that. I've actually been. I've, there's way more other stuff I would be upset about at airport than that. Carry on doesn't bother me. I wonder well, if. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's gone. That's it. Um. <laughs> Is he? I know what you're doing. Stop smoking weed, you junkie. What? No, I, I like it. The sink. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not weed, it's meth. <laughs> What's going on, Ian? How much you? We're talking about the airport and how much, how are the things about the airport we hate. And Mike hates that people bring carry ons. And I don't know if I see that. You, wait, sorry, what? You don't like people that bring carry ons? I don't like people that bring their all their luggage in their carry-on. Oh, like I, they don't... I'm not one of the, I I don't like that either. But what? But what's yeah. the difference? It's one bag. It, they're going to bring one carry-on. Yeah, because they bring like the biggest fucking things that'll possibly fit on the goddamn plane. It fills up yeah. the whole fucking plane, and then yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, you leave late because everyone's trying to fucking Jenga or Tetris their fucking bag into the <laughs> yeah, and, and then overhead. they're like, oh, and then they're like, the overhead bins are full. You're going to have to gate check your fucking bags. That's I'm like, you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just check a bag. You know what I mean? Like, just do I it. Mean, I mean, I bring a carry-on, but it's usually like a duffel bag or a gym bag. Well, I always bring a carry-on that's like a backpack with my meals in, but I'm not bringing yeah. like a fucking hard sh- suitcase that like just is making into the limits, you know? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, They're yeah, enforcing it now big time. They're like really enforcing it, especially on Air Canada. If it doesn't fit in that ridiculously small thing, <laughs> you can't bring it. Yeah. I They're just, actually I, enforcing it now, though. Out of all the things at airports, that's never been one that's bothered me. But I think it's, you know why I think it's never bothered me? Because I never put anything up top. Like when I bring my gym bag or my duffel bag, whatever you want to call it, I always put it like underneath the seat in front of me. So I never have to like. Can, I ask, a, can I ask a super racist question? <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's a I racist like, podcast. I like these. <laughs> How, did you oh, ever notice there, yes. that travel, as an Arab man, yeah. did travel ever change for you or your family post 9-11? Oh, fuck yeah. Are you kidding did me? I? I got stuck because I fly from Detroit because we're, you know, we're right across the border. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I have to go anywhere in the States, I cross the border and then fly yeah. from Detroit. I got pulled over. Hi, Paul. How are you? I, I, I don't know what you're going to say. I was with you on half of those trips. Yeah. 
I got yeah. ra- I got randomly pulled in every fucking time I crossed the border. It was and so then, obvious. And it just it just so happened that every other person in the random checkout or the random check in was all they're all fucking brown also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so Pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole bunch of guys with fucking turbans and shit and then me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, but at the airport, at the actual airport. No, I I traveled quite a bit. It wasn't I think I got stopped once or twice in Toronto and had my bag searched. But overall, it was mainly crossing the 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 land border where I had where I had all the trouble. I was flagged for like three years. Pearson so, and yeah, that, else. That's what they that's what they told me. I was on some list. Yeah. yeah. I was on there for a reason. Are you gonna tell us or not? I don't care. I was I was working doing security and like a FYI for everyone out there. If you book a last minute trip to Vegas, they're gonna pull you in for questioning because they're gonna yeah. think you have money on you, like more than ten thousand. Yeah, so they pull people right. Yeah. So we were going there for uh like a work thing and it was booked last minute. So I didn't want to like waste my time. I wanted to bring some of my juice with me, so I put like a half. I had like half a vial of like test or something that was like half used, and I was gonna get pins when I got there. So I put it inside like a vitamin C bottle so it didn't smash in my bag and like mm-hmm. leak everywhere. And then I had like I had two batons and three knives oh, in my, no. <laughs> my, <laughs> my check bag. But like that wasn't hiding them. I put them in like a shoe bag and like I had them on the top because you can check that stuff. So they pulled yeah. me in. As soon as the guy sees it, he's like, they're just say, Do you want to tell us about what was in here so we don't have to like find it? Do you want to tell us ahead of time? So I'm like, Yeah, I got three batons. Three batons and three knives. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't think he'd find the other thing, right? And then he's yeah. going, like, anything in here? And I'm like, yeah, it's a ball. It's like, oh! He's like, against the fucking wall. Put your hands on the wall. Like, Are you like, serious? Oh. Yeah, yeah. And everyone else who was in my group is like coming in, walking. They don't want to look at me. They're all like. <laughs> <laughs> they all look like that guy. <laughs> I've, I've seen like, I've seen some of the guys you hang out with though. They all have beards and tattoos. Like they, they didn't put two and two together. They're all just like, oh, I don't know that so, guy at all. So what happened? Did they let you go with your shit, or did they take you from you? No, they the the baton wasn't wasn't a was a collapsible one, so it wasn't automatic. You had to like flick it and then clank it closed. Yeah. So they called Peel Police, and they're like, they took you're in big trouble, man. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like, it's fucking, the knives are fold knives and the baton's manual, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, blah, blah. So they come and they're like, they're like, what's the problem? And they're like looking at my knives and they flick out the baton. He's like, this one's nicer than mine. He's like, like, he can have all these. He's like, what are you bothering him for? Like, was it in his carry-on or his check bag? He's like, check bag. He's like, leave him alone, blah, 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 blah. He's like, what about the steroids? Like, oh, you're on your own that one. (laughs) Guys like typing, he's like, What's the name of this? What's the name of this one? And I'm like telling him he's like researching it. <laughs> like, I was in there for like two hours. I missed my flight and everything. What so every so, time I flew after that, they pulled me right in. They're like, "Fuck this guy." So are you not allowed to have? So what is it with the baton? You can't have an automatic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or same like switchblades, like automatic ones. You know? Yeah. What any type mean, of what, what do you mean automatic? Like you just push a button and it comes out? Yeah, yeah. it goes flying out. Uh, tracks. Well, it's what's the? It's just as easy to flick it. What the fuck? With switchblades, I think they're illegal if you can open them by force too. You know what I mean? Like if you can flick them if open. You can... Oh, okay. Then so that's illegal too. Hold it, yeah. Yeah, no, but if you have to like. You can, there's a release on a lot of flip blades where you can like tap it and it'll flip open, but you yeah. still have to manually close it. Okay. Yeah. So it's like if it flips open, as long as it can be opened by your hand or your thumb or you pull it open, then it's not a switchblade. Yeah, it's an automatic okay. one. It's not a spring loaded. Yeah. 
so Mike, let me ask you, when that happens, can't you just say, obviously you're going there for a bodyguarding event. Can't you say I'm a bodyguard or you're not allowed to. No, like- I told him, but he didn't, I he even, can. I forfeited the, the baton too. I was like, man, if it's going to be an issue, just keep the fucking thing. It's yeah. 30 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you can buy it at a fucking, any military yeah. store, like yeah. co-op yeah. store in fucking Toronto. I have one. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. not like you can just order them online. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. take it if you want it. And then he's like, no, the steroids is the big thing. I'm like, the half a mile? Half a mile. Like, You're in big trouble. Like, I don't it, I can stab 20 people, but I have a half a vial of testosterone. Yeah. I know. I know I shouldn't do this, but I have to do this. So the cop that showed up, what did he look like versus the guy at the airport? There's two of them that showed up. Okay. They were just like, White dudes, random dudes. The dude who stopped me was like a fat, a fat kind of Mexican looking dude. That's why. It's the the fat guys or the little guys always pick on yeah. the always yeah. pick always yeah. pick on the bodybuilders. Power tripping. Yeah. <laughs> you know what is you know what? You know what though? You get the same you do get courtesy though from the from the security guys that work out. For sure. Because every yeah. time every time I go through any type of checkpoint and there's like somebody there you could tell trains a little bit, they're like your best friend. Yeah. yeah. The one guy in fucking Dubai was like, hey, who are you? Are you a pro? Like, what's your Instagram? He's holding the whole lineup. And, he, he's, like, and he's, got, he's got his phone now. He's like, show me your Instagram. I'm like, dude, there's like 800 people. He's like, fuck those he's, people, man. He's just like, they can wait. I've gotten it a few times flying to Vegas for the Olympia when I got to the airport and they saw I was flying to Vegas. And they were obviously bodybuilding fans enough. They're like, oh, going for the Olympia? Like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know, they knew. We kind of yeah. started a conversation. Yeah. You know, some of them knew who I was. If I say my name, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, nobody, nobody's ever known me. Every time I fucking cross or something. or I know you, Fouad. I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's always got my back. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they always know the show. They're like, oh, you're, you know, when we cross usually to go to Columbus. They're like, oh, you're going yeah, to the yeah. You're going well, to the yeah. 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 But I could never, I could never say I'm competing. When I, when I was competing, I'm fine with it now because I don't compete, but. When I was competing, I would never say I was competing. Yeah, because make money. Yeah, because yeah. like, oh, are you, I did one time, and they're like, "Oh, you're going to make money." I'm like, "I'm not yeah. going to win. I'm not going to win, man." <laughs> Tell you what, if I win, I'll split it with you. <laughs> I'm like, just don't worry about it. I'm like, it's all good. Like, just let me go. <laughs> I'm probably going to be like tenth or something. Just uh, anyway. So me and but before you got on, Paul, we were talking about airports, and Mike has like. Mike hates everybody, but mostly people at airports. Yeah, I don't blame him. And he was saying the one he caught me off guard because the one thing he didn't like was people that bring carry on bags. Oh, is that something that you? Have, <laughs> Paul's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that old, those guys. Like, <laughs> I don't bring carry on bags. <laughs> Paul stuffed his whole Holy. weekend into one little bag. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what my wife's doing. We went to Florida. That's what, my, that's what my girlfriend does. That's why, like, it wasn't the other people doing it. It's the fact that I'm like, why are you putting all that shit? In one bag, you know yeah, what I mean? Like you're point. trying to fucking jam it in there. Yeah, like yeah, he flies I... bottles of liquids intentionally so yeah. it's not over the fucking limit. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I, I I can't pack, so I get like two shirts in there and a pair of underwear, and that's it's full. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I don't, a, huge, I don't know. I'm a huge overpacker, so I bring like my biggest suitcase everywhere I go. Yeah, yeah. I'm going for one. a day. I'll bring I'll bring my whole big suitcase for a day. But big I will suitcase, say this: five pairs of shoes. Yeah, I will say this though: I've I've had nothing but bad experiences at Pearson Airport. In the last couple of years, so I try not to check bags there if I can, because yeah, that's, that's different though. If you know, if you know you're going to lose your bag or something, yeah. or it's just going to be really slow getting it. Yeah, I, I don't mind the slow. I've lost one bag, and I actually claimed because I had like some expensive shoes, I had expensive watch, 
and I actually claimed a lot of stuff. And Delta, Delta actually sent me a check for most of it back. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, it was like my whole fucking wardrobe. I just because I did, I do the same thing Ian does. Like I have one massive suitcase, and I just mm -hmm. I don't want to plan. I'm going to wear this tonight, that mm -hmm. the next night. I just fucking pack everything. That's what I like to do. And I'm like, I'll just wear whatever I want. Yeah. And I lost the whole fucking bag. Like everything was gone. I was like, oh. It was like, like all those Rolexes you had in there. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not that expensive. Three Rolexes, a laptop. No, but a like, it's, ring. it's not even. It's not even about how expensive it is. But you know, like you collect. I would just like, make shit up though and hope Delta paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tried that with uh, house insurance things once. <laughs> didn't didn't go so well. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I love when Paul wants to out himself. He lowers his voice. It didn't go well like, anyway. I got nothing out of it. No one heard that. No one They didn't believe anything. They're like that leather jacket looks like it's 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you don't care about people bringing on carry-on bags. If it's like not just like their magazine, their laptop. Like if they're bringing like their entire fucking clothing and everything yeah, in a like carry a roller bag yeah you know i mean they're trying to they're Paul, thumping everybody's knee as they go down the aisle yeah Paul, does that does that bother you, you don't well, i think i think the rules are a little bit too lax in that department like you should have to check something that's got a roller on it so i'm the only one then i'm the only one who just doesn't i just don't give a shit as long as it doesn't get my way i guess but like but a lot of times you can't even get storage in the overhead because i said yeah because i would say like my number one pet peeve is when everybody fucking lines up to get on the plane <laughs> like and 20 minutes before you have, a, you have a fucking reserved seat why are you lining up for it? yeah first like class like, this guy it's like no but even if it's not first class you still yeah, have like everyone has their own seat right like like oh, it's like yeah. 20 minutes before the plane takes off everybody like lines up like i gotta have you get ever had the pan the pandemonium of a southwest flight no no you never saw yeah. some southwest no, where you I line up you so. line up in boarding groups and you just like wing it what do you mean so you're like boarding group a and you line up like yeah. you have a number yeah, you're in a lineup, but like yeah. you're like boarding group B, number thirty-four. So yeah. You're like you're lining up in your group of your row, and you have to oh. like just hustle on the plane and find a seat. Oh, they organize <laughs> you really? before you get on the plane. Yeah, like they just run. You just get on in your numbers, and it's free for all. Whatever oh. seat you can get. Oh, oh wow. that's not so bad though. You first just... class, first class Southwest is getting like boarding group A, low number. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> you have to pick of the plane, man. You get whatever you want. That's not bad if you yeah. force your way on. Like a lottery like, system. Yeah. 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 Um, or the other pet peeve is people who get up like when the plane just lands and it's like they haven't yeah. opened the door. There's people from like the yeah. back of the plane getting up, like, right, 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 no. right, trying to like run by everybody. Yeah, they're on, on the brink of an anxiety attack. That's why I had to, <laughs> I, I had to fucking check this old man on the last flight I went on. It's like <laughs> this like old man. He's like sixty. He's bald. He's like five fucking three. And he's like a little bit heavier. And he like the plane just lands as soon as the beep goes like beep. Everybody stands up, right? He fucking gets up and he's like, and I kind of like lean into the aisle a little bit just to like save my, <laughs> save my spot. He's fucking bumping into me. He's like trying to get, I'm like, I turn around. I'm like, Hey, I'm like, <laughs> I go, I go, none of us are going anywhere, man. Just take it easy. He's like, he's like oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm the amazing guy fucking shit his pants. Yeah. No, but like, I, I just don't understand. It's like, even I know, if, that's, that's like, a look, good one. Look, I'll put it this way. Even if you want to stand up, Everybody knows there's a system. This person goes, that person goes, then this yeah. person goes. There's a, a system, right? Like a zipper. Yeah, like a zipper. And this guy's <clears> trying <throat> to like blow by everybody. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. You know, you know what I hate about a plane? 
you get like it happened my last flight i was getting so upset about it there's always i always get an aisle seat right because i like to lean into it a little bit and there's always a guy who will stand next to me and talk to someone in the aisle next to me but his ass, his ass, ass, ass in my face <laughs> for an hour i, I, I get so upset by like walkers and standers yeah Oh, I was don't you know say, you got your ass in my face this whole no, time? It's worse when they're trying to get something in the overhead compartment above you. Yeah. Their, dick, their dick is in your face. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> you know they're going to give them a quick oil change. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is purely based off impatience. I don't like when you're going through security. And it's like, you know, when you have to like take your oh. shoes off, take your laptop out, mm-hmm. and people are completely unprepared. They yeah. show up They've never they been there before. It's like you, you could have had your laptop out of the bag and your shoes off and ready to go, but you're like putting your bag, unzipping a suitcase, searching for a hundred things, trying to find your liquids, trying to find your laptop. It's like, bro, you knew you were coming here. Like, be yeah. ready. People, you're people in the guy. winter, people in the winter who wear their winter coat in the fucking airport, <laughs> yeah. and like take it off. They get like undressed at the fucking thing. It's like you do not know you're going to be indoors for the next fucking yeah, seven hours. Yeah. Prepared, you know, I knew Ian was going to be that guy. I'm. I hate those. I hate those guys. I'm so, like, no, because I'm like, look, I'm like, look, dude. There's a bunch of people in the fucking security thing. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm prepared or not. Like, I have to wait. <laughs> no, if you're at the front, you're next to go. If you're slowing it down, then you're actually slowing no. It down. Well, okay. There's two 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 scenarios. If I know there's nobody in front of me, I'm ready. But if there's a whole bunch of fucking people in line, I'm not rushing to get my shit out. But but if you're getting up, well, yeah, okay, sure. Like, if there's how many, many people away, just how many people away are you from when you start getting ready? How many like, people away from the like conveyor if I belt? Get, like if I get to the me. if I get to the table, yeah. and then the security gate is like there, and there's four people waiting to go through it. I'm not okay, rushing sure. to take my stuff. I'm not going to rush that. But yeah. if, if there's people behind you and you're first up, yeah, yeah, then like, I'm, even, I'm ready. Only, yeah. even if there's only say one person ahead of you, you know, yeah. where other people can filter in behind you, I try and be as ready as possible. Hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, it's, it's considerate. I also yeah. I also told an old Asian lady off one time because of that. <laughs> She was pushing. I, I thought I had the problems at the airport. I tell everybody. I fucking. Oh, I gotta tell you a story after. No, because I was because I was. I put my two uh, two baskets out, and I took my laptop out, put it in one, and I put my bag in the other. Oh, and I had a third one for my shoes. And uh, I'm just like, there's people in line. I'm not like I can't go, so I'm kind of taking my time, but I'm not like holding anybody up. And she's pushing my my thing, like my basket with her basket. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, wow. So I turn around, I'm like, hey, can you fucking, can you fucking take it easy? <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't swear at her, but I was like, hey, can you take it easy? Like, I, I'm like, I can't go anywhere. Like, just, she's like, oh, okay, okay. But she like looked angry that I was mad at her. And I'm like, why are you like pushing my shit? Like, this is the same thing that happened. Costco's the same. Yeah. You, know, it's, you know, the only time I see old people being rude is at Costco or the airport. At Costco? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Short fuses. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. What were you going to say? No, the another pet peeve is like, because you guys will get it because you're bigger. Is like, if you're in a regular seat and, and the person in front of you reclines. Yes. And you like literally have like <laughs> your foot, you can't even get up. Yeah. And one time I was, bo- I was booked on a flight from LA to New York and I got the fucking shit under the stick because the last minute flight and I was in the very back row. So I can't recline. <laughs> oh. And the fucking guy in front of me just fucking <laughs> back. And I'm like, and and I wasn't, you're, you're not I, short too. You're you could like tall. braid his hair. I slept like fucking two hours, and I just literally think this. So I see him, and I pushed him back up. And, like, <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, he's like, he's like, well, I'm like, bro, I'm like, you can't, man. I'm like, I can't go back. You can't go back. I'm like, okay, like, I'll pay for this seat. He tried to go back again. I fucking pushed him. Back. <laughs> 
And we're like in the middle of taking off. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to call her. She's like, call her. I don't give a fuck. And he's like, she comes over. She's like, I know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he puts that seat back again. I'm going to fucking launch him into first class. <laughs> <laughs> so he just like, he did one of these where he's just like. A little like bit. That much. <laughs> he's like, I still won. I got it back he a couple of battle. inches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. in the first place. I have always, I'm always considerate on a plane. Like if I have to fart, I hold it. Yep, I try to. Oh, yeah, no, you, gotta, you gotta bury that in the seat. I've tried, but <laughs> if it's really, someone else. No, it comes out. If it's really bad, you, I try not oh, to fart at all. That, man, just yeah, position yeah. the air, position no, the air thing right above you, and just let it go, man. I can't. No telling where it came from. No, because I know. Listen, on a flight, I can't remember what flight I was taking home, but the guy in front, I know it was the guy in front of me. It was this old dude. And he was shitting himself the whole fucking flight home. Oh, that's horrible. I can't. <laughs> so I'm like, if that's making me throw up, I can't do that yeah. to somebody else. Yeah, I got a weak stomach. I, I can't. On a plane, you do have anonymity, but it's still very gross. Like, even if yeah. they don't know who's doing it, you can still, it's still gross. Yeah. But like you know that. I like the crop dust as I go down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, like leaving a trail of popcorn. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, um, you guys shit on planes? Have you ever shit I on try, planes? Oh, I try like hell not to. Once. I have in a long time. I don't know that I have yet. I, I think I may have once. I think I was competing at the time. I was coming back from one of my SciTech trips, and my stomach would not. You know when your stomach's like bubbling over, and you're just bloated as fuck? You're going you're gonna to shirt at that point I'm if like, you don't. I'm like, this is... And it was still, it was like a seven hour flight. And this was like the first hour. I'm like, I am not going to make this whole flight oh. without like the worst stomach cramps ever. Yeah. So I went and, to, like, I went and took like the Buffalo billet. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> What's Buffalo that? billet. What, what is, is that? that? A shit. What is it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> you know, the stalls are small, right? Yeah. And yeah. You can't sit down. So if you sit down, your nuts will just like, you gotta like, tuck <laughs> so you gotta like, you gotta tuck first and then sit. Yeah. Like, that. like Buffalo billet. How do you? Okay, wait a minute. Wait. Uh, what? Wait. Wait. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm not getting it. Yeah, you tuck your nuts anyway. What do you do when you shit? You put your yeah. Because if you if you yeah, but the thing is, usually you do it when you sit down, right? If you but it's so down, that yeah. you have to do it's, it before. You have to do it before. Oh, so my legs aren't that big. <laughs> so you're saying? So you're saying while you're standing, you tuck it in and yeah, then you gotta, sit like, down. Get in the crouch position and like tuck it and then like. Drop nah. real quick because you're I mean, gonna smash your legs together. Down there and tuck <laughs> I've never done that. I so that you're down, choking it off too. I sit yeah. down. I, I lean over a bit and make room for it and just push it. <laughs> push it Sometimes through. they're not enough room, man. They're like tight. Yeah, but then it's like then like you're together. like nuts and dick are like sitting on the seat before that, you know? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a in a plane toilet, you probably would be. Familiar. Look, man, I shit on, I shit on a plane like this was 2014. I don't fucking remember how I put my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I shit on a plane as often as I can. I hope the thumbnail for this is Buffalo Bill Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, That's fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I, bear, I don't know if I've shit on a plane any time that I can remember. You know what's worse about it? There's no water. There's no water. Oh, it's just it goes, yeah. It's and like shit like, yeah. Yeah, and then I know when I flush it, it's going to leave a streak, and I'm like, and I don't want to come out and have somebody standing there waiting to go in. I'm like, I can't do well, it. And wiping in there is very difficult. Yeah, you know, you know, there's not much room. You got to wipe from the front. Yeah, you stand out with that. Oh, that's horrible. Some like garbage one ply toilet paper too. You know, 
Yeah, you gotta like yeah. mum- mummify your hand. Yeah, it's like that yeah. fucking shit. And it's like it's that tissue that they give yeah. you there. Yeah, it's garbage. You got crazy flushing power though on those planes. It, yeah. it just sucks it. They're vacuum, right? Like, yeah, it's like space age stuff. Yeah. I wish I had that in my house. Yeah, yeah for sure. There'd be, no, there'd, be, there'd be no toilet plumes. <laughs> There's no time. No. <laughs> you guys are fucked up. <laughs> well, now's a good time to announce uh, our live podcast. Yes. With, uh, guests, guests to be announced. But uh, those of you living in Canada who are in the GTA or in Ontario who are coming to me and Paul's show uh, on May 13th, in Oakville, after prejudging, we're going to have a live podcast. Uh, it's the first one in Canada, so hopefully, all you guys will come that are in the area, and uh, we'll have some fun. We're going to do like a live Q A Q and A, and some transgender talk, some gay talk, some shit talk. <laughs> yeah, we invite all transgenders. To show yeah. up. We invite we're open we're all discussion. <laughs> they're all, all they're all going to come watch me guest pose, anyways. That's my yeah. fan base. <laughs> <laughs> we're right around after. <laughs> we're listen. We're all inclusive, but if you get offended, it's not our fault. Yeah, right. Because yeah. we make fun of everybody, so it's just part of, part of what we do. Are you going to open up the questions for it from the audience? Yeah, we'll do a live Q and A. We'll we'll talk some shit for a little while, and we'll do a live Q and A, or the whole thing will be a Q and A. I don't know. We'll have fun. Mm-hmm. We'll do something. But yeah, it'll be right after prejudging. Uh, we don't know how we're going to set up tickets yet. You might buy a prejudging ticket, and if you buy a, a podcast ticket, you might get like a red band or something that says you can stay in the audience. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll, fi- we'll figure out how we're going to work it. But tickets will go on sale on. Uh, who had Abbott championships probably this week or next week. And uh, yeah. you guys, you guys can buy tickets and get in and Ian's guest posing. Yes. And Melissa will be there. So uh, for all the girls who want to ask Melissa fashion or workout questions or how she deals with Ian talking about gay shit all the time. She'll be there. <laughs> That's a problem. How did she do that? What did you say? I said, how did she deal with having a homosexual husband? <laughs> <laughs> well, bisexual, not homosexual. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like the guy that makes those like captions. It's like Ian Ian talks about how he's gay and how oh. that guy's nice the best. Um, okay. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One more thing, one more, one more plug, but only because uh, I like to help friends out where I can. And I tried this and I like it. So Chris Tuttle started a I want to actually see what he he wanted me to give you guys some information and i, I want to do it for chris because he's a a good friend and he's a good person so this is only available at the u.s for now the website is drink more drink mor.com uh this is like if you guys if you guys use like crystal light or mio or any of that shit sugar-free kool-aid yeah so chris has started his own company called mor more and it stands for more hydration because he's basically created a drink syrup, but it it uh it's caffeine free, but it's also like electrolyte. It's got an electrolyte blend in it, so it's not like you're just putting flavor. You're actually getting the electrolytes out of it as well. Mm. It's actually really good. It's like meal. It's like meal. So far, they have uh, two flavors. This one's sweet tea, 
I tried to what's, eliminate. Uh, what's the electrolyte count in it? Uh, let me see if it says on here. Uh, serving size. I'm tired, I'm tired of using those fucking nun tablets. What the fuck are those things called? You seen those? Sodium, sodium, thirty milligrams. Uh, it doesn't have like a full break. Wait, calcium one milligram, potassium forty-five milligrams, magnesium ten milligrams. And what's the serving size? Serving size is two mils. It says two. one, two mils, one squeeze. Yeah. So it says That's there's true. about it says there's about thirty servings. So anyway, listen, I don't know about you guys. I don't really drink water by itself. I know Ian, you probably don't care, but I drink a lot of sugar-free Kool-Aid and shit, and so. Chris, yeah. let me Chris, let me try this. It was really good, so I figured, why not get electrolytes out of it as well? Yeah, I saw you so, was doing that on Instagram. Looks cool. So, anyways, if you guys want to check it out, it's drinkmore.com and more's m o r drinkmore.com. Check it out. Support support all the boys. Uh, all these guys are starting their own businesses, so it's good to uh, for all of us to kind of chip in and and help each other out. Anyway, just wanted to get that out. Uh, okay, what else is going on, Ian? How many weeks now? Nine. Eight, uh, ten. Was I nine this past weekend? Yeah, I guess I would have been nine on Sunday, so I'd be just sh- just shy. Nine to Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. It's on a Sunday, so yeah, yeah just under. It's on a Sunday. It's on a Sunday. Why? Yeah, the amateur show is on the Saturday. The pro show, I think, is on the Sunday. Where is it? Oh, that's Toronto. The Delta. Oh, okay. That feels Airport. weird. Why well, feels weird? Why wouldn't they do it the reverse? Why do they do? Why do they do it on Delta all the time, not convention center like they used to? He wants to put it back there next year. I think so. Yeah. Nice. I know. I think yeah, it's a nicer venue. That's, that's one of the best show venues there is, man. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Such I a nostalgia there. Availability probably plays into it, but also, listen, promoters are it's it's a business at the end of the yeah. day, and that convention that convention center downtown Toronto has to cost a fucking fortune. Ooh, yeah, oh, for sure. So especially like know, first week of fucking June, you know, like yeah, I, I I would never, you know, as a as somebody who like before I ever promoted a show, I would be like. Oh, why don't, why don't they do this? And I would be like mad. Like it should be in a nicer place. But after promoting shows, I realized these fucking venues cost a lot of money in that place, downtown Toronto. And you got to think, so now you're paying for the most expensive venue you could possibly find in Ontario. Canada probably. And yeah. Then you also have to pay for all the prize money for all the different classes. Plus you have to pay the sanctioning fee to the IFBB. Like the list of costs just grows and grows and grows and grows. So it would be really nice to be able to have it there every year, and hopefully, hopefully, Ron goes back. But I don't blame him for not. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. I think he moved it because of COVID, and I think he's hoping that the numbers will be back to pre-COVID numbers now. Yeah, I mean, especially for that reason too. I mean, during COVID, like we held we held our show two years ago during COVID, and like, uh, what was our audience like? Nothing. Like, we were only allowed like sixty people in the audience. Yeah, you should have seen our 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 auditorium. So, Mike, we had our we weren't allowed to use the actual theater. We had to use the hall that was in this place. And we had to have all the chairs six feet apart. Like you could have, you could have, you could have like, you could have like, if, if a group came in together, you could have the grouping of chairs together. Yeah. Well, of course. So it'd be like two or two or three chairs and then it'd be six feet between the next set of chairs. Yeah. You can't get COVID from friends. (laughs) As long as you know the person, you can't get it. Yeah. Strangers are the problem. Yeah. So it it was was a very, but we held the show and people came, like people got to compete and all that shit. So, but, uh, so that I, that's a good point too. I never I never thought of that. Like holding that fucking show at the convention center during COVID, you'd lose yeah. you'd lose your shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I hope it gets back there eventually. So nine weeks, you said. 
Is there a point, like, I know you're pretty militant in your approach. Is there ever a period where you're like, I'm feeling it now or you don't get there? Uh, yeah. I mean, feeling it in what sense? You know what I mean? Like, well, like for me, like if I'm dieting, when I get to like four weeks, it's almost like stages. Like I would hit like tired or hunger or like what, what, or you just mean as a whole, like just as a in. whole, just as a whole, you're like, no, not locked in locked in. I would feel like from the beginning, but yeah. I mean, like there's a point at eight weeks, then at four weeks where I would be like, ah, I'm feeling this. I'm a little okay. tired. I'm a little bit hungry. I'm a little bit like, I mean, whatever. all shows are different. I mean, like, you know, definitely if I do a season that's long, you know, by the end, you'll definitely be feeling like the last, like, you know, four to six weeks before that last show, it's like, you just feel rough, you know, like a little, yeah. like just getting, you know, in and out of your car, getting off the couch, like things just feel yeah. so much more exhausting. Your training still feels good and your cardio still feels good, but doing anything other than that feels very exhausting. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've had points where I'm like super hungry, really close to shows, if, especially if I've been dieting a long time for multiple shows. Um, but I've also sometimes have shows where I don't feel any of that. So, you know, that scares that scares me when that happens. I've had that too. And I'm like, something wrong. Cause I'm not yeah. like, I'm not dying. Yeah. Like I, I look good and I feel good about the way I look, Yeah, but I'm not, I don't feel like I'm suffering enough. I, I, I have had that feeling. Um, but I've also had some of my best looks not feeling bad like that. And some of my worst looks feeling really fucked up. So to me, it's like, does it really mean much in terms of what it renders? Not necessarily. Um, but definitely the first few times where I like, didn't feel like fucking shit going to the show. I'm like, I'm not doing something. I need to be doing more. Like yeah. I should feel worse. I should be hungrier, you know? Actually, but, I think now that you say that yeah. my two best looks, one was with Hani and one was with John, both shows. I didn't feel as bad as I felt during other preps where I didn't look as good. Yeah. yeah. Those were different preps for you. Yeah. They weren't like the, they weren't as extreme. Well, like, Cause I remember, that's like, right. cause I remember, yeah, it is. That's all right. Cause I remember working with Chad, like Chad would full calories extreme. Like, hard. Yeah. And I, and I would be fucking dead in those preps. And I did get more shredded, but it wouldn't, it didn't translate to my best look. Cause I almost like yeah. lost too much muscle or right. you know, maybe it was yeah. too stringy. I don't know how you want to word it. It's just, it's just a different result. Yeah. yeah. You know? this, this won't be a very hard prep for me from a body fat loss per, like standpoint because I didn't get that heavy. Um, you know, like I didn't really get much over 285 this offseason. We tried to keep it so I was like in a good spot and in striking range and feeling good. Like things were still operating well. Like I'm not big sluggish offseason. Yeah. Um, and because the turnaround was so short to Toronto, like there wasn't like an offseason time there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really only pulling 20 to 25 pounds at absolute most. Um, over like 16, 20 weeks. So, you know, you're talking less than a pound a week. So like, it doesn't need to be anything aggressive in terms of calories pulled. And it's not like I'm someone that has a, a ton of trouble getting lean anyway. So I suspect if I'm going to feel anything, it's not going to be really pretty close to the but end. You're saying 25 pounds total. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fucking 10 pounds of that's water and glycogen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so like now I'm down to like just shy of 280. Yeah. So I'm like six of that down um yeah. or seven of that down you know yeah. so well i just mean I, I guess i'm trying to kind of explain to the people at home like they might be like well fucking 25 pounds it's a lot of weight but it's technically not in body well, it's, terms. it's also yeah. like when you're thinking of percentage of body mass like yeah. when you're talking about 285 pounds plus you know minus that versus yeah if you're 135 pounds you gain 25 pounds that's yeah. a, double the percentage of me gaining it you know yeah. well, plus it's also i think also something that average person yeah. that's not a competitor maybe doesn't understand is when you weigh 250 to 260 pounds of lean body mass, 25 pounds is not hard to get off. Like no. your body, your body is like, a yeah, get that off quick. I could get that off in four weeks easily. Yeah, no problem. 
Yeah. No problem. I could go from 285 yeah. to 265 in four weeks if I pushed it easily, for sure. And if, and if somebody says, well, why wouldn't you do that? It's because he's trying to spare as much muscle as possible. So they dry up. Yeah. And, and yeah. by sparing muscle, I think it's important to say not just from a caloric standpoint, muscle wasting, it's the deterioration of training that would come from that. Yeah. So like, if you're, you're just right. fucking plummet calories, well, what's going to happen to your training? It's going to suffer. And then what's going to suffer if your training goes to shit? Your muscularity. So I think it's... Right. It's a byproduct, but they both do have, but I think you could diet on low calories and still not lose muscle. But I think if you really start to have a big impact in your training, that's where the, the loss starts to come. But this is a great discussion to have even for the average person, because I'll tell you the number one mistake I see the average guy who weighs like, you know, 200 pounds or whatever, who yeah. wants to, who wants to get shredded. The number one mistake I've always seen is they cut all their calories right away and they're yeah. like, they, they'll chop their calories in half and it'd be like, I'm losing weight. I'm like, yeah, but you're probably losing muscle too. Cause you're trying yeah. to go, cause you're trying to go too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Going down the shit. So, and you're, and like you said, your training then sucks. Your strength is down. Like, so yeah. I mean, if, there's, there's no better indicator than maintenance, at least maintenance of strength into a bodybuilding show. Yeah. You know, it's one of the best indicators of obviously no muscle loss. Like, you know, to have some as body weight comes down and foods come down is natural. If there's a gradual slow progression as there is with the other factors, um, especially in pressing strength, but um, if you're like doing huge drops in calories and huge drops in progression in training uh, or strength, I mean, that's that's definitely going to impact the amount of muscle you're going to hold. But would you say, so this is kind of a along the same lines, but I, I always, because I experienced this, would you say that uh, training strength versus training stamina is two different things? Yes. Because I've been like in preps with like Chad, for example, where he's cut all my fucking carbs yeah. and very low fat. And I'm like, I can still press 315, but instead of doing it 12 times, I'm doing it four. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm just asking if you, if that happened to you. In that, in that, I would consider that a pretty dramatic loss of strength. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that this is what I'm saying. Like with Chad, I got extremely shredded, but also we went to extremes to get there. Yes. So I don't know if it was the right way to do it. Um, yeah. And the thing with Hani and working with Hani, working with John, I had a lot less strength decline. Yeah. And I, I mean, ended I up. Think, look, I think it also has to do with how you built the muscle you have. You know, yeah. I might mean, think if you're someone that, like, I'm not gonna like put people in the spotlight here, but if say if you're someone that's just not necessarily known for your training prowess or intensity or effort, yeah, but you still have a world class physique. I think yeah. if your training suffers, there's less variance there or less drop off, and you're not quite bending the ends too much. That I think there'd be less loss. But I think for someone like you or me, where our physiques were really built on hard training you know yeah, yeah a lot of that is is the the brunt of what built our physiques or someone like james i think if you have a dramatic loss in one of your mid your main factors of progression and you lower that i think that's going to do a lot for your physique you know i remember thinking at the time uh later on in my career when i learned a little bit more from john me and john used to do remember i told you we used to do like uh pump days or not mm -hmm. pumped it, not pump, pump, pump days, but like 80% days. Yeah. yeah. On those days, he would still have me lift heavy, but instead of going to failure, he would say, stop short, like stop at like four to six reps or something just, but still go heavy. So I remember a period of time during my prep where my stamina wasn't as good, but I was like, I have to keep going heavy because that will maintain the roundness to my physique. Yeah. <clears throat> Is there truth to that? I don't know if there's truth to like, if there's maintaining roundness per se. That's a very bro sciencey. Um, but, I, but like, I still stand by, I think that using training performance as a gauge towards muscle loss is a very good indicator. Yes. 
Mike, what do you think? I think that, that roundness and that fullness maybe comes from like this type of drug you're on as well. And yeah, like how much glycogen, that. how much glycogen you're actually retaining and how much you're filling that muscle up and how how much you're able to retain and what you're actually eating. Like how many carbs are you actually eating? What are you retaining from that? What are you not burning off through exercise and work? Let me let me ask you let me ask you a more direct question. So let's say I'm used to squatting four plates on the Smith machine mm -hmm. for 10 reps. Yep. And as I get deeper into my prep, like three, four weeks out, whatever, I could probably knock out eight, but I'm stopping at like four. And I'm only doing the 405 just to <laughs> just because I think my muscle is going to look different if I don't do it. Does that make does that make sense to either one of you? Yeah, I, there was a time and place when I probably thought that was true, but I don't think it's true. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. That I think there's I think there's two factors here too because I think doing do a lowering of volume, especially if it's like three to four weeks out, that like you said. So if you're not pushing the sets all the way, I think that can be beneficial. I think yeah. too many guys go or even think sometimes ramping volumes into show is beneficial where it's actually the opposite. So yeah. I think if you have something you were doing for 10 reps, you're still doing the load, but you're lowering the workload in terms of volume. Yeah. I can see that would be beneficial for muscle retention, which could be roundness, fullness, whatever, okay. because you're not, you're not burning so much glycogen and everything in that training. Well, I, I well, think that's going back to what Mike said, you know? So maybe I, same breath. It's like, you have to look at like how obviously how you trained all year or how yes. you train in general. Yeah, and not necessarily look at like, oh, my strength's getting down, so I'm getting worse. It's just like, am I still training with the same intensity that I train with? But I'm being, I'm being aware of the fact that like, I am facing variables of more, more output and work, less yeah. calories. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not squatting the four hundred five for ten, but I'm still moving that weight, or maybe I'm doing drops off of that, or I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still pounding out quality work and getting that work done. I'm just yeah, not. I'm more referring to like dramatic like dramatic drops in strength. Okay, so wait a minute. Yeah. We're, we're kind of saying the same thing. I'm just using different yeah, terminology. Yeah. I said yeah. I said roundness, you guys are saying muscle retention. So we're we're still we're all, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think okay. I think what you I think it said what you said could be beneficial like the way John would have you do these pump workouts, right? Where you were closer. I think that was might have been an effort on his part to like, yes, we're still eating a good amount of calorie. I don't want to burn through that fucking that fire I'm starting. I want to let some of that sit. But hold muscle. on, but I, I agree, but hold on for one That's second. That's what I'm saying with reducing volume. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But just for yeah. just for clarity's purpose, John used to have me do those all year because John okay. believed John believed in uh more frequency, not less. Like you know, if you listen yeah. to like if you listen to Dorian Yates, Dorian Yates is like yeah. MO MO has always been four days a week in the off season is all you need if you're you know training properly, blah, blah, blah. John was the opposite. John was like, if you can hit every muscle twice a week, that's great. But I yeah. want you to do like four heavy days and two like pump days for lack of a better word. And, and, that, that, will, would, and that will keep you fresh. That's kind of what was, frequency seems to be what more people are doing now. That really seems to be the yeah. more people yeah. trying to hit things twice a week or at least weaker parts twice a week. The yeah. frequency thing I think is really taken over more than the lower like four days a week kind of thing. I think it's also forced people, the frequency thing, it's forced them to like get out of that mold of thinking where you have to like go balls to the wall all the time. Cause yeah. you're, you're leaving something in the tank because you know you have another chest day or another back day. I know I'm building. I'm building here. I'm not just like pulverizing shit and then hoping no, to like rise up. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I mean that like, that was John and I've told Paul this like a million times. I probably said it on the podcast is he said never dig a hole you can't get out of. So he he would say do like if you do Monday Tuesday and they're fucking crazy heavy days, 
make Wednesday like an 80% day. That yeah. way you're fresh yeah. for Thursday, Friday. And it like that. even more pertinent in a, in a prep setting like we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. When other factors are reduced, when you have more output from cardio and less input from food. Yeah. And now if you have this kind of crazy input or output, I guess, um, of training, it's going to be very hard to, to manage that. So you need yeah. to have it push up. It's a push and pull, right? Like, So when me and John, the first year we worked together, it was amazing for my physique. Ask, like if you ask Paul, yeah. I excelled dramatically that first year. Who were you working with when you won Orlando? John. Okay. Yeah. But then, so, so do you think starting out though, starting out, had you trained John's style from the very beginning as opposed to the way you did? Yeah, you because John said it best. I was my own worst enemy. I always thought that more was better. Yeah. So too. John would try and do this six day a week thing. And for the first year I stuck to it religiously and it actually, I built a lot of muscle. Mm. My physique changed. It got really fresh. And then I went back to my style, which was six days, but fucking hundred percent every fucking day instead of backing off some days. And my yeah. physique didn't excel after that. And I started that's, to tear I started to tear shit. Yeah. That's when the injury started happening more. So then John was like, okay, stop going, <laughs> stop going six days a week. Just go five and take those yeah. two take those two days all the way off but was he, he's sorry because like, he said he didn't trust me to go to the gym and not do too much yeah but like but at that point in your career that was the smartest move to make but do you think early on though when you were fresh and you know no injury no injuries and in that you think that would have been a, a, a better approach from the very beginning i think if john was my coach from day one i would have been a much better bodybuilder yeah and, and, yeah. and probably more, uh, been more longevity to your because yeah, I, that's, yeah it would have been more longevity i wouldn't have developed so many bad <clears> habits and I would have learned the the proper way from the beginning, instead of just thinking more is better and just fucking hammering away. Because yeah. you know, like even with Chad, like Chad was a great coach, but Chad's philosophy was take everything to the extreme, and what will stick will stick. Yeah. So, like in the off season, if you talk about food, John would say, "Let's bulk like fucking crazy, and whatever muscle is left over, then you'll be that much bigger." Yeah. Or or when we diet, same thing. He'd be like, "Let's strip down to fucking calories and get you shredded, and whatever's left is left." Mm. And it's like. Or even vitamins. I remember he's taking so many fucking vitamins. I'm like, am I, am I, am I pissing half the shit away? And Chad would be like, just take it all. And then whatever's left is like, whatever your body absorbs is good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go out drinking with that guy. <laughs> so whatever. But I mean, look, I, I can't fault him because I actually had a lot of success with Chad. Like I turned pro with Chad. I qualified for Olympia with Chad. Like some of my most shredded looks were with Chad. So I thought that he must be right. So I adopted a lot of those principles. And you it, worked but, with a lot of like the big, the big wigs, eh? Chad, Hani, Aceto, John. Yeah. And I'll say, and this is why I tell people that Dennis. Dennis I worked this, with Dennis. This is why I tell people coaching is so individual because if you asked anybody who was the best coach out of those guys, they would probably say Hani because he's got all the Olympias. But for me personally, it was John because John knew how to get me mentally yes. set up, right? Yeah. So I, I don't think there's like, there's obviously objectively a best coach, but for, I think for each individual person. Well, and, I, and I think coaching yeah. goes beyond, you know, getting the most out of an athlete goes beyond just knowledge. For sure. There's also getting yeah. the best out of the athlete, you know, like mm -hmm. from a mental standpoint, you know, all these things like, and knowing them and what makes them tick. And, you know, how kind of how they operate and to get the most out of them, you know, and I think yeah. a lot of things obviously can be managed from being smart, but I think you also need to know and be mindful of the person, you know, and I think you and John had a personal connection, a personal relationship like that, that he could know you a bit better and have a better understanding of kind of how to make you and who you are as a person tick and succeed, you know, how to, how to get the best out of you, you know, when you're, um, you, you know, yeah. 
you know when you're around somebody and they're calm it makes yeah. you calm yeah. sure. that, that like was your parents, when you're a kid like shit's going to rhyme they're like your dad's like stone cold you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what john had no matter how flustered i got yeah i was like yeah it's okay you don't worry about it just gonna no, but I mean, it's like it's the same thing like some you know just like talking about some athletes need to be told you know they send a pair of progress pictures and they want to be told you look like fucking shit fucking pussies and some people want to be told man you look awesome this is great good you know keep going some people want in the middle like there's so many things that make people excel or not you know right. but the funny thing about that too is that mentality can also change as you change because as you when, get older when i worked with Hani. I needed him to tell me I was shit. He would call yeah. me in the off season and be like, you're eating too much. You're getting fat. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, well, that's that, he does that to Chris. <laughs> or, or, he would, or he would call me and be like, Phil said you look like shit. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like you know, The more you know, honey, the, the yeah. more true and funny those things are. I, I know, right? So, I've hung out with him for like one week at the Olympia. And what yeah. you're saying, like, this is literally just honey. He would say these like one liners of like, you look like shit. Or like, we'd be at the bar to Melissa and he would like, we'd be talking and he'd be like, you have no fucking rear delts, you know. Like, right. <laughs> drinking, he's like, where the fuck are your where the fuck are your rear delts, you know? Yeah. yeah so, but I needed that then, and then when I worked with John, John was more like, I don't know how to put more. John stoic. Yeah, stoic. That's actually a perfect way to put it. He was very oh. stoic. Yeah. So he could keep me like level without fucking me going ape shit in my head. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what have you noticed different so far? Anything? Any differences you can report with Matt? In terms of what coaching, I know, I know you've, I know you've worked with them before, so it's probably not all surprise or anything. But like, any drastic changes or significant changes you can mention between this prep and last prep? Uh, it's hard to say, man. I mean, you know, like they're different people. You know, obviously, yeah. I notice when I work with them, they're different people. You know, they yeah. they talk to me differently, we interact differently, the relationship is different. Um, you know, and and they're both great coaches. You know, obviously me and Matt, we're still nine weeks out. Like, you know, we, we have a game plan and it's, you know, the game plan, but I don't think it's like wildly different than I would have done with anybody else at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think Matt understands very well what I need to continue to succeed, you know, mm -hmm. from like hearing from a mental standpoint, from the things I need to work on in terms of my posing um, to the style of physique that we want to bring. I think that's just really where we're, you know, I think we're two people that are just very on the same page of, the vision of the direction we see my physique and what needs to be done for me to break through the, the barriers that have held me back in terms of certain parts, aspects of my career, you know? So I have a specific question about Matt that I keep hearing over and over again. And I don't know if it would apply to you because you're kind of a vet. Sure. I've heard Matt is very like, uh, how can I put it? Kind of like uh, Phil Jackson. From the from the Chicago Bulls, or from from when he played with the Lakers, when he was coaching the Lakers, and he's very like, zen. Uh, very zen and very gets his athletes into that same kind of mindset, very confidence building, very custom auto. Yeah, like, but th this is goes back to, I know that for an absolute fact, you know, like look, he Matt, I know, and he said to me himself when we started working together that he is making a point of being absolutely honest, honesty over everything in terms yeah. of his athletes, whether I don't think people don't want to hear it or not but in that same breath i know how he approaches a conversation with me and a conversation with nick or a yeah. conversation with brett are yeah. all different because of he course. knows we are three different people of course you know, he knows that how i'm gonna maybe to react to something he says versus nick even if he's saying the same words and same honest opinion 
the ways you might phrase things to kind of keep us locked in might all be different. Um, yeah. But yeah. no, I mean, I think that's something that Matt really, really wants to excel at as a coach is not just the coaching aspect, but, you know, like you said, he looks up to a lot of, I think a lot of his people that he really looks up to in coaching aren't bodybuilding coaches. They're yeah. called football yeah. coaches, NFL yeah. coaches, you know, thing in different sports like that. And I think a lot of that, what he sees in them is, is their ability to bring the most out of an athlete from a mental standpoint, you know? That's and the I think one. That's something he really tries to work on to to understand that there is differences in all these guys and how to make them tick, you know? That's one thing I admire about certain coaches. I'm not going to name everybody, but like when I think of Hani, I think of Matt, uh, I think of John. There's some specific coaches that I can recall, not just that I've worked with, that I've heard of other people working with that are very like involved yeah. on the mental side, not just like, here's a diet, here's your stack, here's your fucking... Yeah. And I, and I want to clarify here, this is not saying that Patrick wasn't by any means. No, no, I'm not saying that, yeah. Patrick yeah. was very attentive to my life, like he yeah. really wanted to know how I was doing and everything, you know, like that, and, and checked on me more than anyone ever, you know, like he would be texting me a hundred times a day. Um, he was very, but there there is a difference in terms of what they put their emphasis on a lot in their coaching, you know? Yeah, I, I guess uh, that's two different things, though. I'm not talking about just being attentive. No, I know. I know. I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Hani, yeah. like Hani, for example, I never work with Matt, so I can't speak on Matt, but like Hani, for example, like we just talked about, knew exactly what to fucking say to me to, to turn that switch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I think there's a, there's a, there's a skill in that, that not everybody, yeah. that not everybody has. It's probably a, an aspect that a lot overlook. But, yeah. and, and you have to think about that too, because like, especially like, you know, if someone looking up to, like you said, like, a, you know, Phil Jackson basketball or someone in football or something like that, you're working with a team of 30, 40, whatever players, they're all completely different people. You know, mm -hmm. if you want to get the most out of 30 different guys, you can't necessarily treat them all the same. You yeah. treat them as a unit the same. They are a team and you treat the team the same. But when you're dealing with individuals, they're different people and they need different things to get the most out of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you guys talk about like individual coaches talking to that because like my background is football. So like yeah. I was playing college football and I've had like yeah many personalities throw yeah. many remotes at my head for playing shit. <laughs> but it's like, so I've had like, like a guy, I love him to death. He never watches, but his name's coach service. He's a, he's a fucking madman. but he had like a, he had a stutter, which is like, whatever he has stutter, but it's like when he yelled, he didn't have a stutter anymore. So yeah. he fucking yelled. <laughs> so that motherfucker yelled all the time. Like there was never a calm moment with this guy. It's like I played a bunch of years with him, and like I was and our coaches, we sucked. So we like we were told we were awful every fucking day. So it's like if you didn't have self motivation, like you weren't going to go very far. But you know I, I mean, so when I yeah, when, when I walked away from football, I was so used to like this barrage. Like you're not getting it from one guy. You're getting it from the head coach, your position coach, the fucking guys yeah. around you, the fucking offensive yeah. linemen are coming telling you your shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> when I got into bodybuilding, I'm like, I was like, nothing anyone says to me could ever fucking bother me. Yeah. It's like one, I only have to answer to me. Fuck yeah. you. Like, I mean, yeah. 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 So when I, I find these guys, I, I'm just wondering you guys are talking about, cause I had, I noticed in my own head, like being around different guys, the gyms, I've been back working with guys. You see that there's like this overwhelming, need for people to and it's i understand it because they want guidance and they want to be do the best they can do but they're like gravitate towards coaches to like almost do everything for them feed their like ego they, a bit yeah like they like they need yeah. to have their hand held through the yeah. whole fucking thing yeah yeah and it's like that's an important part especially at times because everybody gets fucking down and they're like fuck this and they're like they need someone to be like come on man like let's go stop being yeah. a bitch right like yeah, yeah. But it's like it's almost like these guys are looking to just glom on to anybody that will like take them on 
And like right. that guy's a fucking moron half the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. literally a moron, him or her. But and you're but, just like, go ahead. But, but Mike, let me ask you this: Is there part of you that loved that? Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm never. There's nothing I'm more grateful for in life than the fact that I played college football because there's nothing anyone can say to me that like, well, you guys know me. I don't give a fuck about anything. No, but like I, I had, I had coaches in high school. I mean, I never played obviously at your level, but like I had coaches in high school that were. I remember Godfrey Janice. Janice, I remember him. Yeah, yeah, remember it. He was a no matter, no matter, (laughs) no matter what you did, even if it was good, he'd be like you're a piece of shit. Like he was no old school. Old school football coaches are the toughest guys around. Yeah, that's why it's like when I that's why when I like when I give instruction to people or I talk or I say something, it's like it's coming from like I've been programmed for fucking. You know what I mean? Like I've been programmed, dude. Yeah, I've been like fall. I was followed around for a whole week of practice because I was told I sucked so bad. The head coach followed me through every drill. <laughs> and and lit and he had a southern accent. His name was Tim Stowers. Anyone watching from school knows that. He's like, You suck. And he'd be like, <laughs> Even if I fucking even if I just like fucking pick the guy up, like throw him down, like tackle the guy, he's like, Get up, you fucking suck. He did it once. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker. Even like to the point where like teammates were coming up to me in the locker room, like just patting me on the shirt, like, sorry, man. <laughs> I wonder if it's still like that now, if it's if it's starting to no soften. No way. Because, no way. Well, like look what happened to Bobby Knight, you know. Depends like, on the level. Depends on the level. You're not yeah. allowed for sure. It's the same. I guarantee in high school they're not allowed to talk to us. High school, I doubt it. Maybe, high school for sure. Yeah. You know, but I, uh, I'm wondering in college. In, though. in the States, I bet it's still like that a lot of people. Yeah. But look, uh, let me ask you this, Ian. It, or Mike, when you were competing, like there's a reason me and Paul are best friends. This guy will, this guy will shit on me day and night. Like oh, he's like, you, your career sucks. You're a shit pro. Like <laughs> these guys, I used to train. Him and, <laughs> I love, I love this guy. Him and all very true. But him and like a couple other friends, we used to all, all train, and they would just be like, "You fucking suck. You lost again. You're whatever." And I'm like. <laughs> But when you get a white show, but I actually enjoyed my brother said that to me. <laughs> my yeah. brother, my brother, <laughs> my brother, his brothers are worse than we are. My brother came to a show and I took third at the Flex Pro. It was like one of my best showings ever. Yeah. And we're out having dinner afterwards. He goes, Can you fucking win a show? He's like, What is this? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? But I'm like, but I'll be honest with you, this is why these guys are my friends. I, yeah. I know some guys like some guys only are friends with people who like pat them on the butt every fucking day. Oh, that's up, that's like, such like a camaraderie building thing when like when you can have your boys like shit on you like that in the like yeah. the shittiest times. Yeah, that's, that's like a like that's like a real bond, you know. Like, but I, you know, but I, but I also don't want like I don't want to hang out with a fan. Yeah. Like I don't want I don't want like I don't want my friend to be a fan. I want him just oh, to be you my want friend. Them to be your friend. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't I don't want them to be like oh good job but like you're rooting. You want for them me. to be shitting on you the same as they would be before and after your bodybuilding. You know. That's right. That's right. No matter how good you're doing or how bad you're doing, you want them to shit on you the same as a friend. That's right. You know? Yeah. So I guess even though I didn't have like uh, horrible coaches, I made up for it with horrible friends that would just shit on me instead. Yeah, but they kept <laughs> you grounded. You know that, what I mean? That's what I mean. I like yeah. that's why I like that because yeah. it it keeps you like down to earth and your fucking head doesn't blow up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. 
So anyway, thank you, Paul. You're welcome, Fred. Yeah, but I, sh- I shit on you. I shit on you right back. So. I know. Worse. <laughs> when people when people hear us talking, I've literally I think we've heard this like a million times. They're like, "Are you guys are actually friends?" Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I, just so picture, I just picture Paul like the guy from Happy Gilmore is like jackass. From the <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I used to. But that would tell you this story, Mike. Jackass. I used to I used to put these little tags on Fuad's posts. I'd be like gay or super gay, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> just like, gay. just like one comment word, like one and word then comment. I, I blocked him. I was like, they blocked, blocked me. Yeah. I didn't know it though. I didn't know he blocked me for months. And then I think I told this story before, but let me tell it one more time. So, um, so then one, one day my wife is like, uh, Hey, did you see that post that foot put up today? And I'm like, no, I didn't see no, I didn't see no post. So I go on my Instagram. I'm looking for it. I can't find it. So I search his name and I can't, his name doesn't come up. So then it dawned on me, Fuad had blocked me. So I, <laughs> so I call him, like, did you block me? He's like, yeah, months ago. <laughs> it took you months to figure out your best friend blocked you. <laughs> I didn't use Instagram a whole lot back then. Um, okay, Ian, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, there's a, a gay guy. <laughs> Why ask it, Ian? And oh, well, because he's our he's in our, he's our resident gay expert. <laughs> James is the resident race racist expert. Ian's the resident gay expert. <laughs> All right, so there's a gay guy and a straight guy. Okay. And they're best friends. Okay. Gay guy. They've been best friends for like five years. Okay. Was the gay guy always outwardly gay, even when they became friends? Yes. Yep. Okay. Now. They get to a point, and the, and the gay guy goes to his friend. He's like, "Listen, man, I I love being around you, and oh. and 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 you know, we just like I love your personality. Like, would you consider getting a sex change so we could be together? So we could be one. Has that ever happened? <laughs> <laughs> What's Mike laughing at? <laughs> Ian's face is just like. But this is going. <laughs> but the other guy's not gay. Right, that's right. my point. So, like, why would he get a sex change that he doesn't want to fuck the gender? No, no, no. Wait, I, I reversed it. So the straight guy, yeah. the straight guy loves the gay guy. Right, but then he's, he's like, gay too. They love each other, but as no, friends. he's not gay. He loves him as a friend. But he's like, hey, if you got, a oh, sex okay, change. but he wants him to turn to a yeah. girl. If you got, if you, yeah, if you got a sex change, we could be together. Right. Oh. Do you think that's ever happened? Oh. <laughs> I mean, Cause, probably because James, but James, it's is certainly convinced. not, certainly not happening often, but in it's the whole. Common. Sure, it has happened. Yes, yeah. James is convinced that it's happened, and he's like a hundred percent for sure, like it's happened. And I'm like, I mean, man, that wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. Like been married to mannequins and shit. There's definitely someone that's done this, you know? Yeah, for sure. Google it. <laughs> what, am, what am I going to Google? <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to Google. Best, yeah. best friends. Yeah. yeah, how do you word that? <laughs> if a gay guy and a straight guy were friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because I feel like. Why? Why would the sex? Why would the straight guy get a sex change? I can see the logic so the in it. Like you'd be thinking, the gay guy's getting a sex change. Yeah, yeah. like he can be a woman logic, for the but... straight guy. Well, he would be getting a sex change because he also loves the straight guy and wants to have sex with him because he's gay and that's a man. Right. The other guy is not gay, so he wants the guy to be a girl so that he can fuck him and not feel gay. Right. But he's still gay. Yeah. But yeah, but is it? Yeah. Of course it is. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, Paul, if tomorrow, people are, like the world right now would say no, but Paul, it's still a yeah. Wait a I, minute. I agree. I agree. Okay. I mean, let me first say, yeah, it's gay. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you could make an argument that maybe it's not. I'm just saying, if tomorrow you went and got, you went and got double D's and cut your dick off, I would still know it was you. So that would make me gay. I wouldn't change any of this. You still oh, have the two chromosomes of a man. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, no, yeah, no, but not even, not, I don't even mean scientifically. I mean, if I, well, looked, if, I, if I looked in your eyes, I would be like, that's Paul. Right. Yeah. yeah but that's because he's been your best friend for fucking decades. But that's the yeah. same situation. Yeah. You only said five years, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Even if I was friends with him for five years, I'd be like, that's still Paul. Yeah, you couldn't make me like that. You couldn't look me in the eyes at least. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Forget it. <laughs> no, I'm sure it has happened, but there's de it's definitely not happening a lot. No. No, it's not common. No. I just wonder how much you would really have to be like. You would have to really be in love with that straight friend already to be willing to make that commitment. Yeah. And then you'd have to be rolling the dice to see if it would work. Because what if you got a sex change and the guy was like, ah, you still feel like a guy. Forget it. It doesn't look good. I think what it would do to your like psyche if you got a sex change not really being actually like having gender dysphoria or whatever they call it, like thinking you're something else. Yeah. If you got one just to for someone else. I yeah. think it would fuck you up over the long run. You Somebody have a lot said, of like identity you know crisis with your fucking body and shit. He's right. See, that's why he's the gay expert. Somebody, <laughs> somebody actually wrote me after the podcast with James, and he said, "Transgender people don't change for anybody else; they change for themselves." So Ian's right, because that means if you changed for another dude, you would never do that. You would never be like, "Yeah." Well, even, if, even if you did, you I think accept that person. You would. I think in the long run, you'd be fucked up. up. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong? I'm just trying to wrap my head around all this. <laughs> what are you having trouble with? Let's dig in. <laughs> just the just... guy's friend. So the butler's gay. There's a lot of gay stuff going on here. I'm just trying to figure out who's the worst. You're just like you're just trying to figure out. Like I better not say anything wrong. I don't want to be the yeah. Of a gay. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I thought that would be a lot harder to answer, but see, Ian's got the fucking answers. Oh, I thought it through. What's going on, guys? Today's podcast is brought to you by Bashmouth from Bashmouth.com. And as you guys know, I have been partnered with them for quite a while now. The energy gum market is growing and they are killing it. They've changed their packaging to this resealable bag that people seem to really love. Throw it in your gym bag, throw it in the office, throw it in your car. Wherever you're going to need a shot of energy, this is where you're going to leave it. I'm going to show you guys the website really quick. If you go to bashmouth.com and use code rbp you get 10 percent off just go to shop there's free shipping on orders over 30 bucks as you can see here if you go to shop you can get a sample bag you can get a stick you can get a full box you get what you need and now you can get bags too but they have all this merchandise as well just use code rbp at checkout and get 10 percent off guys check out bashmouth gum if you need an energy boost this is the way to go paul what's going on with you what's new Anything? I've been busy working lately. That's right. You're working with like a. You're actually working like a real human at the border. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually. <laughs> my, I'm actually showing up for my shifts. It's uh, yeah. No, I don't like it too much. No. I'm looking forward to some time off. Five years, you get to retire. Five more years. Less than you five really years. Work at the border. Yeah. Oh. Twenty-one, twenty-two years almost. I'll let you know what's going on. Who has tried this many times? Well, I have something I, in my eye. 
<laughs> I'm down to my last four years, Mike. I'm out of that place. Mike, this fucking guy. Listen, Paul is the most honest person on fucking earth. I can't pay him to place an athlete. I can't fucking pay him to let me go across the border. Doesn't matter what the fuck I do. He's like, no. I, my no, no, I get it, Paul. I get it. <laughs> Text me. <laughs> uh, Mike, what's up with you? Anything new? No. You dropped your you dropped your clothing. Yeah, it went good. It went pretty well. Is that the first? Is that the first clothing drop? No, it's the fourth one. Well, I, yeah, yeah. No, like I know you have hoodies and stuff because you sent me some. But yeah, that seems like that seemed, that seemed like a big one though. Were they all that big? Yeah, they're. I mean, they've steadily gotten bigger each one that I've done. So this one was good. And I'm gonna launch a website hopefully next week. What the fuck? Oh. We're looking at your page. Where I thought I just got cut off. I was like, no, no you're, you're you're still here. I was just gonna show people the drop anywhere. Is it here? Yeah, the, some of it. That was just the video. The shirts aren't loaded as pictures. They were just up on stories. Yeah, but there's a ton of different. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, there's like different... eighteen eighteen shirts. I like this one the best. Right Go below. Go to the post below. This one. We are the wicked dude. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There we go. What's the one with the? It only flashes it there. There's oh. no pictures. That's okay. That's good. Enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Big pecs, paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one, and I yeah, like I... this one. Are we yeah. are the wicked is sick. Yeah. I'm gonna have to buy some shit. Yeah. Um, did you order one? Yeah. Why don't you tell me? I would have fucking put an order with you. I would have just sent you. Just tell me what you want. No, man. Oh. We gotta, we gotta They're support. going out this week, so just tell me. We gotta, we gotta support already, each other. I sent it in a couple weeks ago. Um, Ian, where's your merch? Anything? I'm going to probably do some before Toronto, yeah. Are you going to do another uh, It's Only Gay If You're Gay? That was a one-hit wonder. Mike, don't laugh. <laughs> the guy put them out, sold out. Limited <laughs> release. I, uh, it's awesome. I would have bought one if I knew. Yeah, I sold, I sold out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that's, just... that's not a joke. You can like play on shirts for too long, you know. You do a lot of limited stuff though. Do you have any staples or you just sell no. you just go in chunks, right? I'll just do a, like a drop for a prep kind of thing and like with yeah. do like four, three or four shirts and maybe a sweater or something, five items maybe, and just get a couple hundred units of each, sell them out, and that's it. Yeah. Why haven't you? I've done thought? one one long sleeve. It's a white long sleeve with like a crest that says Valier. We have yeah, done it twice. Uh, yeah. But we slightly changed it the second time. It was a little bit different. So is this like a, is it like an act? Because I know some companies have that as an actual strategy where they're like limited run, that's it. It's all you get. Is that a strategy or are you just lazy? You're like, I'm going to do this during my prep. And, uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. What are you laughing yeah. at? I'm serious. <laughs> no, because I, no, I know how bodybuilders are. They're in prep. They get really productive. Like yeah. I'm going to come up with shirts. Well, yeah, well, I don't, I don't do it anyways. Melissa does all my shirts and she packs up every order, ships every order. Yeah. So it's like, it's a lot. Like when you get like, you know, a few thousand yeah. orders, you know how much yeah. that is. Yeah. Print those labels, package them, organize the size. It takes a lot for one person to do. So you're not getting a few thousand orders. Come on. You just pump the numbers up. <laughs> okay, like 15 orders. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, you listen, you have a fucking huge following. You should have a regular thing going. Yeah, I mean, the Ivy League training one I did, I think I'd bring that one back and maybe make it a staple. People like that requested a lot. So there's a couple that I might, I just haven't done enough to know which ones yet. So, but I think over time I'm learning which ones will be the ones people want to see and I'll bring them back as staples. Yeah. I would, if I would do something we're going to start doing, I think Mike's already doing it actually, is having like three or four staples of each yeah. design. And then yeah. 
bringing in like a new a drop. Yeah, a new drop here and there. Yeah. I think we're I think we're going to start doing something like that. But I think, dude, you should just get like a fulfillment center to do it. That way, Melissa doesn't have to do it, and you just run your shit all the time. Yeah, Making, yeah. you're losing money. Let me manage your shit. We'll okay. just do it. We'll do it secretly. Yeah. But you used to do it the same way when you first started with your clothing line. That's why I said if he was lazy, because that's what I used to do. Before you were lazy, yeah, I know, I know why. Before hostile, <laughs> at the time, at the time you were lazy. You're not lazy anymore. Before hostile, the hostile clothing was the first thing I started. I did the same thing Ian was doing. I did it yeah. out of my out of my basement. I'd pack all the orders. Yeah. But before that, I would get into prep. I would get like super hyper focused. I would drop a shirt, sell it out, and then prep would be over. And I'm like, eh. yeah. Well, it's, I also do most. I also do a lot of the shirts theme based on the event you know yeah. Yeah. it'll be like an olympia shirt or toronto pro shirt yeah. so like a lot of them like those i don't keep i'm not going to keep those on the site you know of like course, it'll yeah. be like you know two to five hundred and sell those and then that'll be it you know yeah yeah um but yeah i mean i've now i've done a couple that ones that could stay and they sold well so yeah, yeah. I mean, now that i have some more intel i'll probably bring two or three of them back and just leave them as as mainstays you know especially yeah, yeah. once we're situated in florida because it's easy to do that with revive has its own in- in-house printing and stuff right so oh yeah that's sweet <laughs> huh I thought about that. Maybe I should. Are you gonna you gonna go to a Toronto show for it? I don't see why not. Yeah, I gotta see him compete. Yeah, of course I am. If Ian I'm wasn't judge. there, if Ian wasn't there, I'm like, what am I gonna do? Watch the back of your head. You could come watch me judge. Just clap, just clap. Every <laughs> good job, Paul. Cheer for me. Cheer good for me job. here and there. Good judging. Good judging. <laughs> judge number four. Are you I judging the pro show? Yeah. Oh, sick. Oh, yeah. you better be nice to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> You can bribe him with a fucking with weed. Yeah. Bag of weed. You already told him that's not possible. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some questions. Uh, if you could be the lead actor for any major action movie remake, what would it be? Rambo. Ah, oh, I was just gonna say. Okay, I'll sweet. take I'll take Commando. Oh, did you see what they're remaking? Roadhouse. Yeah. They're gonna uh, fuck, they're gonna fuck Jake it up. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. ended in a UFC. Yeah. And and yeah. Conor McGregor. Did yeah. Jake did Jake Gyllenhaal actually fight in the UFC? No, no so just, what they did it was like they, a mid event thing they did. Uh, okay. so they just used it like as for filming the for movie, the, movie. the real crowd and the real octon the scenario, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they did an acted fight at it. You know, he's in good shape though. He's yeah, good he looked, he looked peeled. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. I can't. That, I think they're gonna fuck it up though. That's a classic. That'd be my pick. Patrick Swayze. Roadhouse? In Roadhouse. You want to be Patrick Swayze? In Roadhouse. In Roadhouse. all the fucking movies well like not that? not dirty dancing patrick swayze dirty dancing. Roadhouse. Roadhouse, patrick Roadhouse, swayze. <laughs> Roadhouse. yeah he was so, awesome he kicked so the ass I, and he so got the girl Ro- at the end. patrick swayze in point break <laughs> surfer that was, yeah that was a good movie yeah i'll take uh i want to say it'd be pretty badass to be arnold in the terminator movies too oh yeah i know i was thinking more just fucking... be fucking like machine gun fucking no no emotion shooting people that'd be sick or Rocky. Fucking I was sandals. Thinking, I was yeah, thinking, Rocky, you got to learn to box, though. I don't want to fuck. That's a lot of work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Rocky's not, it's not super powerish enough. Not super power, but like, it's too normal. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be uh, like John Wick. Yeah, you want to be someone yeah, that's like, yeah. have yeah. you seen, have you guys seen the new one? No. no. Apparently, it's just a, oh, it's a half hour fight scene. Really? <laughs> it's the best one. <laughs> really, Other yeah. than the first one, it's the best one. We're it's just a fight scene for three hours, yeah. Did you I mean, it's that. like, I mean, it's fucking great, man. Yeah, I mean, I like, he franchise. takes such unbelievable. The guy jumps out of a four-story building, clips a fucking van, and smashes on the ground. 
and just gets up like, oh. <laughs> wait I'm a like, minute. If I did that, I'd still That's be That's what Pooh wants. He wants those superpowers. Yeah. Okay, wait. Did you see it in the theater or is it on like yeah. one of the platforms? Oh, okay. It's not, it's not on any of the platforms yet. Oh, uh, it might be soon. On my uh, Amazon Prime for pre-order, so I don't know when it you can buy it off. Uh, okay. It's good. Well, what were you going to say, Paul? You don't get into those movies? I haven't gotten into John Wick. Why? The whole franchise. I don't know. I just never did. I, I think I watched the first one and that was it. You didn't like it? I did. Has anyone listened to me? <laughs> I just haven't watched it. How many is there? Like three, I, four? Uh, There's four. Four. I watch Yellow Jackets. It sucks. What the yeah, Fouad told me he was disappointed in your in your selection. <laughs> told me the chillier like, day. It started out okay. I'm like, okay, this is not bad. And then I'm like, I don't how know, far are you? Like the fourth episode, I think. And you don't like it? No, it's too. Uh, it, it turned into like ghosts and shit. And I was like, ah. Well, was... you might think that, but you got to keep going with it. Really? It you guys watch Succession? Because I thought uh, it was. I, I thought it was. About that. I thought it was more like real life. Well, you got to keep going. Just let okay, it go. Okay, 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 okay. I'll give it another episode too. Succession is really good. You wouldn't think so, but it's good. Really? I've heard Succession's yeah. good. That's a couple seasons in, isn't it? <coughs> I'm Wait only on the first season, but it's good. We're yeah. off. We're off the the topic here. So you're going Rambo, or Me? or Terminator. You can't pick both. Hey, Terminator. Terminator. I'm Wolverine in any X Men movie. Oh, Ooh. that's oh, a that's good, good one. Good. Oh. I'm trying to think when you said remake and maybe try to think of older, but that's a good one. Paul? I'm Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up, man. Definitely. <laughs> one of the best roles ever. Uh, I was going to say Neo. Oh my God. That's a good answer. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Neo yeah. or John Wick? I don't know. I got a Keanu Reeves crush, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, and Troy. Troy. Oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, what about uh, what's it, Russell Crowe in Gladiator? That's another oh, good Brad, one. Brad Pitt was way hunkier, though. You got to go for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's a better looking man. He's definitely better looking. He's he's Butler. Hunkier. What was the movie I just saw with Russell Crowe in it? Uh, it was a fighting movie. It was a boxing movie. It was a true story. Cinderella Man, isn't it? No, that's a great. That's one of my favorite movies. Movie. Is that Russell Crowe? No, that's uh, Gerard Butler's. No, it's Russell Crowe. Yeah, it's Russell Crowe. Is it? Yeah, it's Ru- Ru- Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's one of my. Who's that about again? James uh, Braddock. Yeah. There's a new movie Russell Crowe's in coming out called The Exorcism of the Pope. I saw so it's it. Pretty, pretty, it's pretty demented. Really? Yeah. Pretty fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's Russell Crowe, but there's another one that just came out. It's a true story about. Uh, fuck. It's one of like the first. Uh, English heavyweight champions. Sorry, guys. I just want to find this. It's bothering me now. I just watched it. It was pretty good. Uh, fuck. I'm not going to be able to find it. Forget it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking find it. <laughs> it's a fuck. It's a true story. Uh, Are you sure it's Russell Crowe? Yes. Jim, Jim, uh, Jim Belcher. That's it. So the movie is uh, Prize Fighter. Is that what it's called? What it's called? Yeah. I just sorry guys. I'm just share this. Yeah, yeah. Prize Fighter. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. It's on. I can't remember what platform I watched it on. Yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. Well, you can watch yeah. it on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. I guess I thought it was good. Mm. But I'm a huge. I'm a huge Gerard Butler. Or uh, why do you keep calling him Gerard Butler? <laughs> I love Gerard huge, you are a Gerard <laughs> Butler. <laughs> I'm a huge Gerard Butler fan. <laughs> um no, I'm a huge Russell Crowe fan. Uh 
So Troy or Neo? I, I would pick Neo in the Matrix over that, though. All right, we'll go Neo. All right, well, we oh shows Tetris. Did you guys watch Tetris? No, no. Gotta watch, gotta watch Tetris. Good movie. Tetris. It's yeah. about the game, right? It's called Tetris. It's about the movie. It's about yeah. how the game was made. Yeah. Oh, it's really? Actually, it's actually really good. The guy that stars in it is this is the star of like uh, that other movie uh, or a show, Blackbird. Yeah. You never seen Blackbird either? No. I'm behind. Eh? I don't watch a lot do, of shows. What the fuck you doing tonight? I'm busy, man. For it. I'm busy. I got a job. What do you mean? That, you know, I gotta, we got to go over this on the podcast. Every day, Paul tells me he's busy when he's not working. And I say, what are you doing? He's like, oh, run some errands. And I'm like, what errands are you running? What are you doing? He's like, well, I got to go to the bank and I go to the hardware store. And I got to, and I'm like, that takes 20 minutes. Then what? It'll take 20 minutes. Like, you're like, you always say you're so busy. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't get anything accomplished. But I, uh, but I feel like I'm busy all the time. Thick to do list. It sounds yeah. like it sounds like you're so fucking busy that your day is packed. I will say I procrastinate, oh, so no. maybe that's why it takes me longer to do stuff. Maybe. So how do you like if you go somewhere? By the something. time you're procrastinating, watch your show. I started doing that for a bit, and uh, I might I might get back into that again. I was don't telling for it. I want to watch The Wire. It's gonna download all those episodes. Wire. Don't yeah. you have don't you have downtime at the end of the night? Like I have downtime from like nine o'clock on usually. Uh depends. If it's a work day, then it's a little bit later. Oh, yeah, you gotta get up. You gotta get up at like five AM, eh? I get up around five thirty, five forty five. Yeah. So you're that, which I hate. Yeah. What's your commute to work to the border? Uh it's not long. We got they built this new highway here. That's like I live right behind it. Dude, and, it's not uh, it's not even the highway though. Windsor's fifteen minutes end to end. But ever since they built that, though, food, yeah, it's way faster. It's I get feels like a 15 minutes now. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't watch watch Blackbird first. It's only like eight episodes. I'm gonna watch The Wire first. I'm, the Wire's like nine seasons. <laughs> the Wire's not. I know it's gonna it's gonna take some time. I'm, I'm gonna peck away at the iron. Wire's the Wire's fucking awesome. Though. I've never seen The Wire, but I'm telling you, watch. Bla- I promise you, you will really? not be disappointed. Yes. What's that about? Watch. I'll show you. Uh. Uh, when you said Blackbird, I was thinking of that Sandra Bullock movie where they can't look. What's that called? Oh, Black, oh that's Bird oh. Box. Bird, Bird Box. Box. Yeah. yeah, that was a fucked up Box. movie. Ian, is it Blackbird? Yeah. Is it Blackbird? I'm thinking of the show. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's Blackbird. Here, yeah. <laughs> Black Hat, which is a movie, and then there's Blackbird, which is a show. Here, let's yeah. watch. Let's watch the trailer together. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's. Kingsman, right? Yeah. Let us. Wait, Kingsman, the kid from the Kingsman. Wait, I don't know if I'm going to get copyrighted for this, but I think it's worth it to convince Paul. I wanted a totally different life. A steady. Or he'll know we sent you for him. All right. Mm. That looks amazing. Yeah, it does look good. I've watched so many shows that I forgot that I've actually seen that entire show. <laughs> watch, I'm like, oh yeah, I actually know how this ends. I've seen all of this. Yeah. Is it just one season? Yeah. Yeah. It's but I'm telling you, it's totally worth it. One <laughs> okay, I'll start it tonight. I, I promise you you won't regret it. That guy, that the fatter guy, he he's plays in other movies. He usually he was Richard like, Jewell in that yeah, movie, the Richard yeah. Jewell movie. He was really good. Oh, in that I, never, too. I never saw that yet either. The oh, you gotta watch it. <sighs> yeah, he's creepy as fuck, yeah. There's so many things I gotta but he's such a good fucking actor in that movie, he's man. Good. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, because normally he plays like these uh, dumb, aloof characters that are fucking either funny or stupid. 
in this movie, he's like dead fucking serious serial killer, and he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you got to watch it. And if you don't watch it, I will. I'm not working I'll out with you. Back to you. I'm not working out with you until you watch it again. I promise. Next time we go we're on a podcast, I'll tell you what I watched. How many episodes I watched? <laughs> we want a full report. <laughs> full report. I want to. You know, I need to find something new. Is the wire good? I've never yeah, seen it. The wire's good. And there's a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it's not bad though, because I'll crush like ten seasons in a week. That's what I'm saying. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's a lot, yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> I always hear it referred to like whatever people talk about, like realistic police shows. I always hear them refer to the wire. So that's why I thought it'd be something interesting to watch. Yeah, the wire. The wires like like drug dealing gangs, like stuff like that. We're yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore, right? Yeah, it's good. Ian, you finished it? Uh, no, I've watched. I watched. You watched that documentary about the uh, cops in Baltimore who were like running a fucking no extortion ring and like just like take like they were like busting people, then they go rob their houses. No way, like drug really? dealers and shit. They'd follow them around, set them up. It's crazy. I don't know what it's called. It's on Prime though. It was. There was a story in Canada. Remember, there was a was there a Toronto police unit that got was doing that in the eighties or nineties? Probably. Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Um, who's the best singer out of all the boys, and who's the best dancer? Uh, I'm the worst dancer for sure. I'll, ta- I'll take I'll take I'll take I'll take the singing. You think you're the best singer? I, I wonder. Who I'm not gonna. Sing. I'm not gonna say yes, only because you're gonna be like sing something. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, just trying to think, I'm trying to think of who else could sing. I bet you like, James can sing. Definitely can't sing. I have a very good uh, microphone voice. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> ASMR. <food. laughs> James, I'll tell you this. James is the best at doing like uh, narration. Narration voice for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got the best like background voice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did one for Flex Lewis. They did like an ad together, and James did the the narration of the of the commercial. Yeah, it's fucking perfect. Yeah, he's got a good voice. For that. Yeah, the best dancer. I can't see any of us dancing because we're all. I can see James. He does backflips. Or I can see Justin dancing for some reason. You can see James dancing. Well, he does. He he could do backflips. The guy's fucking Thanos. <laughs> I know, but what about a guy can do... guy dance. Yeah, yeah, I can see guy. Busting I would food. say he's the best singer. In Jersey, he's Italian Jersey. dance. <laughs> just, he just he just pump his fist with Italians. Yeah. Uh, best workout music, one song each. Oh, we've done this question a hundred times. Yeah, I know, but we all need new music. So come on. Ian doesn't like music, that's why he doesn't want to do it. Oh, I'm just yeah, but... so bad at thinking of songs. I need to get my phone. But you got to pick one from your playlist. I also I also don't listen to music when I train, so I was training with a partner. So I got one. I've been listening to over and over again lately mm. uh hail to the king oh, event, event, event sevenfold yeah i post uh what's that event sevenfold one that i post to uh can you just type them in on your spotify event sevenfold it'll be like paul, one of them paul what's yours uh edge of 17 stevie nicks <laughs> That's awesome. I love Stevie Nicks. Last time you were like, oh, what did you say last time? Um, ASAP Rocky. Oh yeah, fucking Rocky. I love that song too. I've got a wide, I got a wide. Uh, no, the, the way he interest. said it last time. But listen, so I, I said, that bitch just got a fucking problem. That's such a- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was me. Uh, I think it was me, Ben James. 
and Paul. And we all said something like totally bodybuilder-ish. And Paul goes last. He's like, he's looking at his phone. He reads it. He's like, fucking problems? (laughs) (laughs) I do love that song, though. Uh, Okay, wait. Let me type this in for you. You probably do it faster than me, Ian. I cat the biggest, fattest finger sometimes. Oh, that's why I hate. That's why I hate touchscreen phones. I want to go back to a BlackBerry. Uh, event sevenfold. Why is this taking forever to load? Can't do it. It's not not bringing anything up. Wait, there we go. Hail to the king, nightmare, bat country, afterlife. Shepherd, shepherds of fire. That was the next one I was gonna say. Sick fucking song. What's it sound like? This content is not authorized. What? Oh. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You pick a song for Toronto yet, Ian? Is it playing? Yeah. We can't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to feed it into the microphone. <laughs> okay, forget it. All right. Oh, there it went. Please. Just for a second. Oh, well, anyways, people can fucking YouTube. <laughs> what was what was yours, Mike? Uh, did my time corn? Ooh, I like corn. Oh, corn's a good one. Uh, okay. Let me see. How often are guys ripping ass on stage? Not that much. But more backstage than anything. Backstage for sure. Yeah. Because at that point, you're like kind of trying to push out the gas because you want to like feel empty, you know. Yeah. Like you, you, if you, there's any time you really want to take a shit and piss and feel as empty as possible, it's right before you go on stage. You know, <laughs> I'll trickle out every last pit, bit of piss and fucking fart, whatever I can. You know. <laughs> what bodybuilder would you like to see become the next U.S. president? Who? What bodybuilding personality, not just bodybuilder, could be a president? Personality. Yeah, like anybody in the bodybuilding world, like not oh, just so not, not a curve. not just a competitive bodybuilder. I just want to see Ronnie Coleman up there giving executive orders. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm gonna bomb the <laughs> shit out of that, buddy. <laughs> I saw the best fucking meme. I don't know why. I saw this fucking meme the other day. It killed me. It said, "My doctor said I could only lift lightweight," and it was a picture of Ronnie Coleman smiling. <laughs> I could see, I could see Lee Haney being the president. Yeah, oh, or Lee, yeah. Lee the Brada. Lee LeBrada. Or Lee LeBrada. Yeah. Fuck, that's a good one. Lee LeBrada might even be better. Yeah. Those are both good choices, though. They're both like very diplomatic, thoughtful, like good, like good, good, whole, wholesome guys, you know? Good people. Yeah. But like also like tough enough, you know? I could see yeah. Jay, I could see Jay being president. Jay. Jay oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see Jay being president. He's fiscally responsible. Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 di- he's diplomatic, doesn't get involved in the dra- drama. 
Man of the people. Man he would unite people. both sides. He would unite everybody. He would unite the left, the left and the right. Yeah. yeah. Jay, it's Jay. Yeah. If you're yeah. picking the most modern, Jay is definitely not the best choice. Yeah. No, I would take Jay over Lee. <sighs> Either of the Lees would both be pretty good, man. Like, But, no, I, I agree any of them are good options. I mean, I, you can't really fault any of them. You know? Lee Priest. <laughs> Lee watches this. Be careful. <laughs> That'd be a great president. I live in his country. I'd vote for him. Yeah. Would you vote for Lee? Yep. I feel like the last thing Lee Priest would ever want to be is the president. You know? Yeah. I think Lee would piss. Actually, off. I wanted to be my vice president to Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that fucking duo, eh? <laughs> Uh, have you ever reached a point? Nope. <laughs> Just nope. reached it. Uh, what is one bad thing that has happened that you know made you the man you are today? Oh. Mike, you go first. One bad thing that has happened? What's one bad thing in your life that's happened that's made you who you are today? Playing football. <laughs> the entire I can, experience. I can think of one. Think about it for a second. Me? Yeah. You know one for me? Yes. Well, I think I know one for you. It's pretty obvious, I think. What? Seriously? What's one bad thing that's happened? Well, it's not a bad thing that's happened to you, but it's been part of your life. Well, say it. Tell me. (laughs) Well, Darren. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, get it, yeah. Yeah. So Darren, for those people who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, Darren Oliver, like a best thing, worst thing, yeah, was uh, Mike's coach. It was very close. They were very close. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah, they were very close. (laughs) And I, I see a lot of the stuff you're teaching now. A lot of it, it's not like it's not Darren stuff, but a lot of it has that some of that in it. Yeah. So, I, I would say that that is made you who you are today. No, or part of for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of stupid shit we've been talking about on the podcast, but <laughs> yeah, going back, yes. Sometimes we're serious. It's not always, <laughs> not, not always about shit, shit, and no. I wouldn't. I've been with him, him, and like him, especially in another man I trained with in Rhode Island when I first started bodybuilding, were like the biggest influences in my life. So, in terms of like, especially when it comes to training and everything. So, they one taught me intensity, and the other one taught me like meticulous detail. So. What kind of good combination? So I don't know the first one. The the guy in Rhode Island taught you intensity. Yeah, just like I was in- a fucking wild animal when I got back up to Toronto. Like because I I finished playing football and then I was training with a guy named Joe Felicia down in Rhode Island, who's just a very good friend of mine, and he kind of showed me what it kind of took to be a bodybuilder, and I had no idea what that was. Can you was- can you can you explain a bit what that means? Like. It was just like I was, I came from a sports background, right? So you guys know, like you're doing, you're lifting for sports, explosive power and clean and jerks and not a lot of auxiliary stuff. And I wanted to be a big dude. I wanted to be a bodybuilder. I wasn't lifting like one. I had the size of one, but I wasn't lifting like one, nor was I as full as I needed to be. He was like, you don't lift like a bodybuilder. He's like, show up Monday and do exactly what I tell you. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck was that? And from that moment on, I was just like balls to the wall. Like that's why you guys talking about like every when you were younger, how every workout was like yeah, it was six days a week of like I was I would show up to leg days forty five minutes early so I could dry heat for forty five minutes in anticipation of like 
the hell I was about to go through. Yeah, I, I, through it. I would get like that. Yeah, I get anxiety. Just sitting in the fucking gym like. <laughs> <laughs> Paul actually threw up for the first like two weeks we oh, worked out together. First couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> there was a... two weeks in and two years. <laughs> I, I threw up during a set once. I kept going. <laughs> a set of leg presses. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we had a at, at our gym. We had a track that went like around the whole gym, uh, and there was a wall that like kind of hid part of the track. So oh, yeah. we, when we would train legs, Paul would put the garbage pail behind the wall. <laughs> and, like, see me throwing up halfway through our leg workout. He would go back there, throw up. <laughs> never, never, to, never tapped out though. Oh, I never quit. I used to like sit in the corner of the it was a small weight room in Rhode Island. The gym's not even around anymore. And I used to sit like beside the squat rack in between the hack squat. I sit in the corner like, against the wall on an exercise ball, just like bouncing and like. People walking by. Come in and be like, "You're ready to go?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm really good." <laughs> <laughs> like dry heaving for no reason. I'm just anxious as fuck. Like, <laughs> so uh, he put. So he taught you how to be fucking crazy, and then you met Darren, and he refined it all. Refined it all. Yeah, like he was like, "This is great," but like. You don't have a lower lap. You don't have a lower lap to speak of, and you don't understand how to do this or that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What's that? <laughs> so when you when you met, how long had you been training with weights when you met Darren? Well, I've been I've been lifting not not, not not body not like football. I mean, like actual bodybuilding. Uh, I mean, I tried to do makeshift bodybuilding when I wasn't playing football, but yeah, dedicated to bodybuilding, I was dedicated to for basically two years and then i moved back to toronto to be with my mom and i came back here i obviously didn't have joe yeah anymore so i was like fuck like i was one of those people who was looking for someone to like because i was new i had done the show two shows in rhode island but i had no idea what i was doing like yeah a fucking idiot so i'm like fuck can someone take me and i met a couple of people who got me the right way and then i i told you i got a job at extreme fitness and darren was my fucking fit test assessment guy and I was like, yeah, and I had to like take, I had to take someone and next thing I know, I'm like, oh. he was showing me some weird shit. And I was like, cool. So was your back, cause I know your back was your best body part, but was it, did you have to learn how to feel that? Or was it all like, were you genetically gifted for that? Like right away? No, I already, I had a pretty good back anyway. I just didn't have like the lower part. It wasn't refined, right? Like it was yeah. like a lot of like heavy, heavy trap development and like our rhomboids, like my erectors were fucking Thanks. always massive as fuck but i just didn't have like that that fullness and that like drapingness of the lap yeah, yeah. yeah. so he kind of taught me how to like allow myself to like pull with lat open already like understand where lat is and just move on like small ranges understanding how to feel that right me and paul were talking about that today we were training back and uh we were doing a we were doing a i guess a reverse incline with like one of those cambered bars like uh -huh. on the be on the bench, so you could kind of pull. It was almost like a barbell row, but we were doing it on a reverse incline bench. Oh so yeah! The, so we were laying on the bench, so we could kind of just stabilize like our facing body. facing up with the cable. No, no, no. We're we're using a bar. We're using a cambered bar. Uh -huh. Yeah. Just picture it on the ground. Okay. And we were laying flat, chest first, on a incline bench. Oh okay, and just, just like rowing up into and then yeah. rowing rowing up into us. Yeah, I don't like that. With a barbell or the dumbbells? Barbell. Well, cambered bar, but it was a cambered the bar. Cambered bar so, allows you to get so more you could, range, right? You could pull it right. past. Yeah, you pull it yeah. past the. Why don't you like that? You say you don't like that. Why not? Just because I don't, I don't like, I don't like the amount of shoulder retraction you can get in that because you're forced so far forward a lot of the time. 
So it's hard for like really to roll up through things. You're kind of like, and then down again. You know what I mean? I don't know though. Cause I think we were, we weren't like, we don't train super heavy anymore. So it was like, yeah. So, might we, be okay. so we had a light enough weight that I could like, you would, we would go, we would go until the bar hit the bench. Yeah. Which, yeah. which was basically like, you have a no. seal row in your gym. It's your, like that. It's, it's like same, a seal row. It's yeah. This, it's this, I make a makeshift one. Cause I have the same bar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't, I wanted to get the actual seal row. Either the one from our, uh, Arsenal has one too. The one from Arsenal is the one I like, but I, I just, I figured this is good enough. Yeah. Um, I felt it. Anyway, yeah, I liked him too. What we were talking about at the time, though, was Paul was extending, like bit, like that. No, no, you were, you were, you were extending his arms here, and I was telling him to go, like, to open it up all the way. Let us stretch it. So, can you explain, Mike? Can you explain what that difference is between just straight arm out versus opening the shoulder all the way out? So you're talking like early beginning here. You're going to there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just you have to understand that like as much as much sink as I can get. So if my shoulder really goes in here and I rock back to here, I can only get so much. Whereas if I as much extension as I get is as much retraction as I can get, right? So I can shift that shoulder back and throw it behind my ear a lot more if I get more length off the bench and drive chest, right? Hey, can I can I ask you? I'm just going to play devil's advocate though, because I listen. Mm-hmm. I I've, I've been training that way my whole life, but I'm just because yeah. things I hear recently, I'm going to play devil's advocate. So a lot of people tell you like this is the full like this is the full stretch of the lat right, and they say yeah, like I wouldn't agree with that either. This is what I'm saying. So I just want you to explain it. So some so what I say is like go past that, like open it all the way, right? So what mine is, is mine is if, my lat doesn't stretch here. It's where my elbow placement is and where my elbow goes. Okay. So it's not like my hand doesn't go up and take it does take my lat, but it's where my pressure of my elbow takes my lat, not my shoulder and my hand. So if my elbow's here even this far out, yeah. it's taking more lat than it is my arm going like this. So you're so I'm not thinking elbow pressure and stink on elbow all the time. I'm not trying to yes. my hand's taking my elbow out and I'm dropping my elbow to pull. But you're not so. thinking of un like I the way I think of it is unlocking the shoulder. Yeah. Just to get more I am, but I'm still conscious of keeping this down to understand that like once this once this unlocking starts to happen, I'm not gonna let it go. I'm gonna understand that there's a shift so there's a rock and a shift out right okay okay so i'm i'm more about knowing where that like kind of recoil point is so let me ask you this and i don't know if this is you just answered that or not if i go like this and i open up all the way am i not just stretching out my teres or am i also stretching the lat with it well you're stretching everything i would assume but it's just how the how the motion of the body and the mechanics of the pull is going to happen after that right so I can open up as high as I want, but just understanding like my motion of my sternum lift and shoulder drop. Yeah. Or like how much I'm rocking back or where whatever my motion of my body is after that's gonna dictate where the the final contraction kind of settles. Okay. Yes, like I, I, that's why it's weird to me when people are like, I'm just training lats and they're like doing these strict rows. Like, yes, you're training your lat, but it's like your back is a dynamic muscle that moves in like yeah. a rounded motion or a rocking, like it rocks back over around. Yeah. So to think that like I'm just going to train this one little part by just moving this little tiny bit, it's like you can isolate areas by creating more movement and allowing more pull and understanding more depth. I can grab and squeeze into my lat, right? Yeah. I can tip my shoulder, turn my shoulder, be more in lat right away. Yeah, yeah. It's just finding these angles. I think people are too concerned with like, yes, there's pieces of your back, but they don't need to be worked as individual pieces. They work synergistically, and you can send the contraction to where you 
so optimally want it, right? Uh, so again, 100%, I agree with you, but just devil's advocate. If I'm talking to bodybuilder X, he may say mm -hmm. to me, I got huge, huge rhomboids. I got huge rear delts. I got fucking huge Terry's. My lower lats are shit. So yeah. I'm, I'm just doing this because I'm just trying to target one area. I don't want the other areas to grow. It, why is that wrong? Well, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause like understanding if you have that, la that much development in your back, you obviously know how to train your back in those movements, right? Yeah. You've, de you've developed a back that's worth talking about and now you're just missing pieces. Yeah. So now it's trying to, it's getting you to understand like, like line of pull yeah. and lift of chest. So like now these pulls that you're doing great up high, now I have to understand how to tilt or maybe lock down shoulder and rock through. Yeah. And using that same momentum I use for all back development up top just maybe lowering the weight and changing the angle. So you're not shortening the range. You're just changing the no. line in which you pull from. Yeah, I might shorten the range. It depends on the person's issue. Okay. Right? Okay. So if someone has like, say someone has like an overly, overly developed, like they have lots of width, but they don't have a lot of meat. They don't have yeah. a lot of mid back. Yeah. So their problem is that they're probably able to pull long. They probably have like long arms and they're just pulling wide all the time. So I would set them up broken in a rep already here. Okay. And the chest pad, say it's a chest supported row, I'd have them start here, pulled back as hard as they can. Yeah. So that when they let hands out, it's their lat letting the hand out and then their arm pulling. So I'm never getting full extension. I'm rocking off chest right away. So I can't have this shoulder take over I see and okay. open too much. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So it depends on the person and how their development is. So, wow. It's so hard to get like, well, I shouldn't say it's hard, but. It's like there's so many specifics depending on the body type that it's hard to get like some straight. But usually you can like if you're if if someone comes to you and they're like, oh, I have, they know what they're aware of, like their problem is, and you can say like, well, like pull that, yeah, like show me your show yeah. me your row, yeah, just change their hip position, yeah, change their chin position. Odds are they're pulling up or they're pulling down. If they're pulling down, get them to keep pulling up. You're always you know talking. I mean? to, you're you're always talking about chin position. Why? Why is that? Why? It's the most important. Oh, that matters so much. Yeah. Okay. You just, I know. Don't jump on me. No, like just, no, no, just. Be, <laughs> I'm curious too. Just because like if my, if my chin is, if my, if I'm here and I'm pressed back, right. Yeah. My back's engaged now. And anything that moves around this line of my stiff back, with my chin back, I can rock through. As soon as I do this, I fall. So I can't rock properly. Right. I'm pulling into myself as opposed to lifting up through and pulling through a chin that's pressed back. So now I'm, I'm, trying to, lift. I'm trying to, while you're saying that, I'm trying to think about how I row. You want to have a neutral spine like that. Yeah. yeah but I, it just depends. And some people need to like release chin and they need to pull back when they pull. So it's okay if chin releases, it's just don't do this when you pull. Like it's just straight back. It's like someone hit you in the face. Yeah. So I'm drifting forward and I'm smacking back. You know what and I mean? that contracts your back? Is that what the reason yeah, why? It just allows for a stiffer, a stiffer posterior chain so that shoulder can rock through and that sternum can lift. So you're so trying to okay. rolling into my pull, right? Okay. Yes. So are you trying to create like the straightest line possible for your arms? I'm and trying to create. To I'm trying around? to create this. Imagine that my stiffness is my spine. Yeah. So the rigidness of my back is my spine center line. I want everything to be able to move around that around spine it. and pull okay. back. I got gotcha. you. But I just don't. I don't want that spine to just be. You know I mean, I, mean like, I think. I mean, I think that's what I do because if I think of myself doing a barbell row, I generally don't look up or down i'm almost like right my back is like straight line yeah it literally right. depends on the person like i can't say to you three like this is what you guys need to do for back i'd have to see paul ian and i'd have to watch you guys right so it might be right. 
two different cues for each no, no, person. I, I, They're completely I, I, different, right? Yeah, I'm not saying it. I just always, I'm not saying that's what it is for sure or anything. I just, I always notice you saying, you know, your neck back, neck forward. I'm like, I've never heard anybody else emphasize those things. Yeah. So that's why I'm just asking. It's also a lot of problem with back is is the the start of like the first mover I call it. So like, yeah. if I extend out here, yeah, you see a lot of guys they don't want to let this straighten over. It's this and it's and it's this. It's like I want to get so, here and I want to break. So I want to snap elbow, yeah. pop through. It's different than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not okay. this. It's it's boom. It's snapping up. So I'm forcing weight back forward. My head's staying up forward. My chest is rising. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get people to extend longer and then understand that break, especially on like one arm dumbbell rows or one arm work where it's like everyone wants to swing. It's just mm -hmm. like snap, snap, lift. So let me, in saying that, it's curious. So I used to do this thing with John where we would go all the way out yep. and then come down like with your scapula retracted yep. and, that, and then pull. The and up. then pull. Yeah. So it was almost like a pull down was two motions. We would yeah. go down and then down again. Like yeah. a gauge would, kind of your lats? I would do that. I would, instead of like, you guys are going to end up here, but I would start you in a position where your scapula is down already. Yeah. So that, sec that second part you get to before you pull, I would start you there. Why? And I would get you to rock out of there and then rock down through. So oh, I okay, want, that, yeah. I want the... that to lift and go, as opposed okay. to like starting here and then boom, boom. But what's a lot the of people, when they do that double pull, if they do a double pull where they sink and then they pull, it's yeah. more of like a hand drive. It's like, uh, as opposed to like, rising and flexing right okay whereas if you get people to start in the halfway range it's like everything kind of a lot kind of goes and then we get to yeah. so you're not so you're not saying you have to do that because at the end of the day the rep is the same you're saying if you have trouble feeling it that's probably a better way to start yeah because i just it's like a it's a and you guys have seen it a million times like you've seen like big trainers train beginners or something they're like okay like you're, you're here and then you're gonna set and then you're and then pull, pull back yeah yeah. It's like you set and then you pull, but this set blunts this lift. So if I pull in here, I can't get any more chest lift because it's just arm pull. Whereas I want to yeah. get rise up through. Yeah. So, I wanna... you're, so you're saying if you start already there and then do yeah. it, you're more. So I'm like... forcing weight into the chest pad or I'm forcing weight forward yeah. so that I can get inertia to lift up through to drive sternum and top right. shoulders, right? We're like, this is all <laughs> like, you're going to have your. Yeah. No, no, it's not. It's good information. It's just yeah. the, the reason I want to stop is because. I think a lot of this may be confusing for people to not be able to actually see. So yeah. I, you got to get down here, man. And, and yeah, and <laughs> I'm coming. We can, make, <laughs> we can, we can do a video of this, all this shit while I'm, while I'm asking you that way you can actually like show it. So mm -hmm. Mike, is, is that a general rule for all exercises to keep your chin like that? No, it just depends on what it is. Like okay. a lot of people, like a lot of my pressing stuff, people see that I, I bob my head and they misinterpret it as just like this, like, it's like nothing to do with that whereas like i'm if i'm up here and i'm if i'm retracted i can't keep my head back no it's impossible we, my we head do has that. To, yeah my head has to float right so right. my head is technically forward but when i push that's yeah. what happens so my head okay. moves back but it doesn't go like, well right people are like a lot of what he's saying we already do yeah we just don't without, put it in words like without this, knowing we're doing it yeah, yeah yeah right yeah, yeah yeah because i know for sure like I've never thought of the the like chest drive on elbow. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. I've never thought of the back thing, but for for chest, I know for sure because I've had a million people comment on my videos when I used to put more videos up. Why is your head moving so much? And I'm like, right. it's just keep your head on the bench. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> you can't when you're like pulled all the yeah. way back. Yeah. So okay. Um. But yeah, we should. 
we should do like some actual instructional shit uh, in person. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do one more or two more and then we'll go. Uh, would you rather be a tiger or a lion in a fight to the death? What? Oh. Against two each. Tiger, tiger or lion? Tiger. Why would I have an advantage? What is, what is, what is, what are we fighting? What's the advantage? The tiger or the lion? Which would you rather be? I'd be, I'd be the lion. The big you're, mame. You're dead. My mame would protect me. You think the tiger is going to be the lion? Tiger's like fucking weighs 500 pounds. Google it. Oh, it's a lion. The lion weighs like 700. Uh, watch. I feel like they weigh like 800. Yeah. No, no, no. They're king of the jungle for a reason. <laughs> you don't know lions. Tigers are pretty big. What are you talking about, Mike? Oh my god, how many lions have you been around? <laughs> uh, Isn't it always a female lion that does the hunting anyway? Here, let's look at this. Stop looking it up, Mike. Uh, I'm looking it up. I don't okay. believe you. Tigers are the largest felines in the world and can reach up to 12.5 feet in length, including the tail, and up to 650 pounds on their There's a video here. 587-pound tiger versus 550-pound their... <laughs> <laughs> Wait! <laughs> On their part, lions tend to weigh between 330 and 550. Really? And, me and measure between Wait, six point. They click on that, Fuad. They messed something up. They said 650 pounds for a tiger. I know. I know they did. 330 to 550 kilos, which is more than that. I know. Click uh, on that, Fuad. I said, can a lion beat a tiger? Wait a minute. No, below it. According to the conversation charity called Save China's Tigers, tiger is indeed stronger. stronger. Recent, recent research indicates that a tiger is indeed stronger than a lion in terms of physical strength. The it's tiger is generally, phys generally physically stronger, larger than a lion. Most experts would favor a Siberian and Bengal tiger over an African lion. Lions huh. do have one advantage. They live and hunt in groups. See, that's why. That's why I said tiger, because tigers live yeah, by themselves. Tigers, were big, but... tigers, tigers live by themselves. Lions hunt in Tigers lions. live by themselves? Yeah, they don't hunt in prides like lions do. Not pack hunters, though. Oh, neither do like leopards and shit. Oh yeah, like cheetahs. I think fight in like a family, like panthers and stuff. Yeah, lions uh, fight in a pride. I think panthers are might be like uh, lone fight lone hunters tigers. as well. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I knew tigers were fucking giant. That's why I picked. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Paul. I'll... I figured lion because king of the jungle. It just reasons yeah, that but they that's would be more, the... That's more... I think that's more because of the, the group dynamic. But also depends. Like, it just said Siberian tigers. That's not in the jungle, you know? No, it said Bengal. It said, ba it said Bengal as well. I know, but I'm saying there's also... There's a lot of places where there might be one and not the other. So if what you're saying a, a jungle, it might not be a jungle where tigers are, you know? Right, what about yeah. a liger? A liger. Those are fucking <laughs> huge. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, see, I was thinking you see a video different. of a liger? I was thinking something different. They no. made they made it like a fucking tiger and a lion and got this giant real? fucking yeah. You ever see mule deer? <laughs> you and fucking mule deer. They're watch, huge. This guy, this guy watches one episode of Joe Rogan. <laughs> I've, I've been fucking hearing about mule mule deer here for like. like guys ever ayahuasca? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that. Did you know the pyramids were built. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you see that ne that Nemez kid from Toronto, the Persian kid, the comedian. Do you know who he is? No, no. He does a he does like all these. He's fucking hilarious. He's on Instagram, Nemez, but he does like a fucking awesome impression of Joe Rogan. He's like, yeah, yeah, I like mushrooms, <laughs> like, like ayahuasca. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. Jamie, pull that. Up. I think I might have unbelievable. Oh shit! What did I do? Sorry, guys. One sec. I shared my whole desktop. Okay. 
Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is a... All of the videos. Comment down below which video so far has been your favorite. Look, look at this fucking thing. Full grown. Look how big that is. Oh, my God. So this is a lion tiger crossbred. It's a liger. That's what it looks like, yeah. Yeah. It looks like a fucking horse. They, they said that wasn't <laughs> full grown either, right? Really? Fuck. They're fucking crazy, man. Like, imagine having that as a pet. That's going to turn on you one day. I watched uh, I watched this kid on this documentary get this uh, hyena as a puppy. Oh. And, try, and try and keep it in his two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> and it showed him it showed him like a month later the thing's like half the size and it's like eating everything he's like i don't know what to do with it i gotta get rid of it i'm like why would you take a fucking hyena as a pet like right. what do you think what were you thinking i read an article that you see that let me see nemanas spell it spell it mike i can see it i'll look it up n-e-e-m-a-n-a-z oh i got it Neiman Naz. He has to find the clip, but it's like he does Joe Rogan, he does like Gary V, all these different dudes. It's hilarious. From Toronto. Uh, huh. Oh, I gotta watch this one one sec. <laughs> the Persian fucking shit is so funny, man. <laughs> Fuck, why is it? Oh, shit. David Goggins. <laughs> I remember when I was born, I didn't have a heart. But a lot of you guys had a heart. I had to make one with my mind. All right? Some of you make me stupid. Hey, 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 come back here. What are you doing? Sorry, I got so motivated. I thought we should go faster. No, no, no. The only thing that's going to make you faster is if you do a marathon. And if you want to do a marathon, you're going to be willing to lose a couple toenails. You're going to lose toenails? If you want to go faster, you're going to lose a whole ankle. A whole ankle? Yeah, yeah. If you want to be a winner, you're going to be able to lose a leg. How am I going to be faster with a whole leg? Because it's the gone? thought of losing the leg that's going to make you go faster. That's the challenge. All right? That's the challenge. You better stay hard, motherfucker. Who's going to carry the boats? I'm going to carry the boats. Who's going to carry the boats? I'm going to carry the boats. You better carry the boats. Go ahead. the fucking camera in my face. I will. All right. Better because he's just walking shirtless, just that guy out of the fucking. That's fucking It'll hilarious. I can't. I'm trying to find the fucking Rogan one. Uh, he fucking buries him. Yeah, this guy. I think I've seen this guy's shit I've on. Seen uh... Oh, I gotta piss my fucking pants. Okay. <laughs> we'll Sorry. just get one more question, then we'll be done. Okay. One sec. What non-sexual thing turns around? And be quiet because this is an office. Turtles. A turtle turns you on? <laughs> that might be sexual. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, this guy's on Twitter. This guy's just watching music videos. That's cool. Oh, it's Twitch. Mm -hmm. What are you twitching? Valorant. What's that? It's an FPS video game. I have no idea what you just said. This guy's typing a love song to his girl. What's something that's non-sexual that turns you on? <laughs> Pardon? Sunsets. Sunsets? Ooh, that's nice. Why? God's like making a painting for you. Oh my God, that's so sweet. <laughs> this guy looking cool with these hard drives on your ears. Can you hear me? <laughs> what non-sexual thing turns you on? This is kind of turning me on. I guess interviews? I just imagine this guy walking down the street. Some guy's like, excuse me, sir, do you have a moment for you? You're like, <gasps> what non-sexual? <laughs>
sure you could just YouTube the Joe Rogan one. Just write okay. even as Joe Rogan. Fuck it. All right. I'm following him now. <laughs> uh, you never asked Big Mike Van Wick if he takes his pants off for a shit or stands to walk. <laughs> That's actually true. We never did that. Let's do this. The last question. Mike, what is it? Do you sit or stand to shit when you wipe, <laughs> when you wipe your ass? Uh, sit. See, Ian and Paul? I, I stand. These guys stand to wipe their ass. How do you know I'm, you're getting it all? It's I don't let you stand. Together. I stand and turn. I stand and like squat my butt out and turn a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I maintain the squat too during. Yeah. The standing squat. Yeah. Mike, do you have to take your pants all the way off or do you leave no, them around your ankles? What the fuck am I for? That was Guy. Guy Guy takes his pants all the way off. Hi. Hi. In public? Actually, I remember Nick saying he takes everything off. He's got to get naked. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the shit naked, though. I, I know a guy. I know a guy has to take a shower after every shit he takes. There's nothing wrong with thing. that. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, if I had the time, I would do the same, but oh I don't have the time for that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to piss my pants. I got to right. go. Okay. I love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. -bye. Bye.